What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the stakes and the stakes, go to get your parlay on, go to get your party on, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to ocean, visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Thursday, Friday Eve, one and all. I'm not blue. You're not blue, and I'm, I'm not. My internet I'm is crapping out. Did you uh, did you cuss him? Uh, so, all right, I'll tell the story. So, by the way, that's Derek. That's Barrett. I'm Rob. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. I don't everybody. know who I am. He's the gun. Sometimes, sometimes he's Derek. We don't know. Gunner, right, so I I, to- I I gave these guys the real Cliff Notes version of this before the show. So, all right, I I. Uh, and and thanks to the people at Panera in uh, in Broomall Lawrence Park Shopping Center, you guys are the best. They're hey hey hey, time out before yes. you continue. Did you t- now? Is your wife still off today? Because I no. know she had off yesterday. She's back at work today. Oh, she's back at work. So did you take dinner home like we everybody told? Everybody got taken care of. Correct. Did you take them food with flavor to it, not bland stuff that you? <laughs> no, you know what you I? Take them, what? I get them whatever they want. I get them whatever they want. So really? I say, what do you guys text me? What you want? Boom, put the order in. And that way, there's no. I don't get yelled at. You know what I'm really? saying? Really? Because because according to your family, there's a limitation in terms of how much they can enjoy food. Don't believe everything you hear. That's what I will tell you. All right? <laughs> don't believe the hype. Exactly. Thank you. Um, so I fly home and I call Xfinity or, or my cable carrier or my internet carrier, whomever that may be. So I call them and I get a bunch of automated you know, systems and 
I gave you put your address in there and they say we're, we there have been outages in your area. We are working on your area as as we speak. Do you want a call or a text to uh, to update you when the when the work is finished? Right, and right. Done, whatever, all that stuff. Okay, yes, I go through this whole thing. So I never talked. They basically say to you, an, an agent can't give you any more information than we're giving you right now. Okay. I hate that. I hate this. I, I do too. I, mi- I, I, need, I like talking to people. It makes me feel better uh, as far as that stuff goes. So, anyway. <laughs> so I go through all that. And that takes you, you anybody knows who, who just with anything oh, yes. now, you, you're yes. on hold for, uh, you know, 45 minutes. So anyway, I finish up. I had to do some work. I, I, I go out, take the dog out. I'm about three blocks over from my house. And I see an Xfinity truck. Or oh truck boy! So, and I'm not. I was gonna yell at these. These poor guys are just busting the rear ends, man. It's not their I know. fault. I know. So yeah, I I see the guy, and I could tell like he kind of looked at me, and I, I think he recognized me. Whatever. So yeah, big fan. All this other stuff. We start talking about the Eagles and all. So I we're, we're talking everything Phillies, and I say to him, "Hey, off the record, man. Seriously, between us, like." what's going on? Like, are we going to be in good shape? I, I like, I, I'm doing, I do the show from home. Like I need my internet, man. And he's like, we had all these problems the last few days because of the weather we've been working on it. We think today we figured it out. So what happened was there was like a, he, he said it, it can, it, it's sort of, you can liken it to like a fire, you know, a fire may start somewhere, but it could take hours or days for it to really, you know, come to fruition. Right. So they had some some technical issues that he that he likened to that, and he said, "Today we figured out exactly what it was. We got it cleaned up. You should be good to go." And the guy was great. He was like, "Dude, I know, I get it." He actually, it's so funny. This same guy was had to go do work at Jim Salisbury's house from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Oh yeah. Jim was having some problems during the pandemic, so he was like, "I get what you guys are doing. We're gonna make sure we take care of you." And his buddy in the truck was, was like, "Yeah, man." I told him. I said, you got to tune in to Sports Take. Guy, the guy's name was Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, the Sports Take. I'll give you a little love. So anyway, Jerry, you're the man, Jerry. So I think I'm good. I think I'm good. Dude, I, I hate to say anything negative about Xfinity because, um, you know, I still get discounted hey, cable hey, from there. Hey, 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 hey. hey you're, I'm still getting, you're still milking that? Oh, yeah. I get it for three years. I'm in last year, my, my three-year send off yeah. from from NBC. Some, some people the second they left had it cut off but that's a whole different story but usually they give you like six months of discounted cable depending on how many years you work there yeah but i got i got three years so i've told my family uh starting in october we're in the final year of all this discounted cable dude if i told you what i get what i get at a discount you'd be like what it, it, it's, it's great but every now and then just it is just the tv in our family room you sit there watching something all of a sudden, the picture goes black for about 15 seconds, 20 seconds, 40 seconds, and then it comes back on. I'm like, what the heck is this? You know, and we had it mounted on the wall above the fireplace. Right. And it just goes black, and then it'll come back. You know, but That's sometimes weird. you're watching something, you know, whether a movie or a game is a big drive, a big play. You're like, hey, 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 what, what? You know, and I'm like, you know, I've called them. I've checked with them. Why are you guys talking about Xfinity. I wait, love wait. Xfinity. Wait, Xfinity <laughs> gives great service. Wait, wait, yeah, I wonder why. No. Hey, hey, Rob, 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 do you do you do you work for anybody who's associated with Xfinity? No, well, maybe. I don't either. Maybe the guy uh, Xfinity above my is the best left shoulder. Uh, you talk yeah. about a kiss up. I wonder why he says that. Yeah, exactly. He, he and he's still Xfinity, getting his cable I love for free. Yeah, dude. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say, hey, Barrett, hey, Barrett, aren't those discounts great? 
Bruh, I, oh. I, I'm not gonna lie. I pay ninety three bucks. And how many that, cable that, boxes you that's have? That's insane. Eight. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, wait, wait, hey, wait. I have, I have. You, so you get the same thing I get. I have eight cable boxes. Um, we get every channel on the planet. And my bill averages between 98 and 120. Depends on when, he, you know, kids might rent a movie or, you know, yes, something like that. Exactly. So I'll pay anywhere from now every once in a blue moon, maybe once a year. But I haven't done it this year at all because, you know, I'm not, I don't follow the UFC like I used. I follow it more on social media than I do. I'm not sitting there for three, four hours at night watching UFC anymore. I can't. I don't have time. I used to do it for boxing and stuff like that. I, I did too. Wild. Big boxing yeah. match. Yeah. But there's yeah. no big, there's no, there's no excitement in boxing. There's only a few names I want to see in boxing nice. nowadays. But I have eight cable boxes and 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 all these channels for like like bear. I get anywhere from 98 to 120 bucks a month. At the most I've paid, I think in the last couple of years, might have been 157. Well, know, mine during the pandemic, it was I was averaging about anywhere from 150 to 180 because everybody yeah. was at the house and they were written movies like they were going out of style. Mm-hmm. And a lot of yeah. those movies you could have got early. The new movies you get early, it's like 20 bucks yeah. to get the new movie, new releases. So oh, I see, was, that, that's why I draw the line. Yeah, see, that's why I draw the line. Even during the pandemic, I would not get the, you know, where it says rent or buy. Mm-hmm. And you know the the new movies you can rent for nineteen ninety nine. I'm like I'm not renting that movie for nineteen ninety nine. I'll wait two months until it drops down to six ninety nine, five ninety nine. Then uh, I watch it. The man, pandemic man. man had everybody locked down. So oh, yeah. they they did. All they bets did. were off. All yeah. <laughs> yeah, but see, but see, Barrett. Even in the pandemic, there were so many channels to choose from. I didn't really, I didn't really worry that much about movies. I mean, I did watch surplus of movies, but not like you would think. You know, they were more like. The Netflix, Prime, Amazon Prime, you know, I was saying Netflix has great documentaries, man. They I do. love a lot of the documentaries. Yes, do. I like them the best. I, oh my I, goodness! I, I, by the way, I watched the first episode of, of Dahmer. Oh, I, I refuse <laughs> to watch that one. Yeah, I refuse to watch that one, bro. I, I don't like that. stuff like that. Yeah, man, I, I, I said to my wife, I'm like, I, I, I think I'm done. I didn't yeah, want to. I, I sort of didn't want to watch it. I know the hit. I know the story. I, I didn't right, really right. want to watch, but. I was kind of doing something else. She put it on like, all right, let me just watch the first one. Uh, oh my, it's a lot, man. Yeah, it's too much, lot. dude. I followed that story closely, obviously, because the dude lived in Milwaukee when it went down. But Oof. I can't watch that. That's one series I can't watch. Yeah. I watch, they have series on like uh, barbecue challenges or stuff like that. I'm serious. There's one, I, I tell you Love what, it. I got hooked on. I got hooked on. I had to back. They got, uh, when you, especially on Prime, but even on Netflix, they got all these like uh, narco series and yeah. narco documentaries. I'm just fascinated with it. I'm watching all this narco stuff. And it was like, I got to back off from this. Stuff, I'm with man. you. I, I like that stuff too. I, you yeah. know, that's for sure. But uh, the last thing on the, on yesterday. So yeah. after I hustle up to the, the Panera, right. I'm in there. I'm trying to find a spot. So like a lot of kids were off from school. So there was a lot of kids in there. Like I was going to go to the, ba- the, there's this back area, which is usually pretty quiet. And it's like all these teenage girls and they're like, bah, bah, bah. and I'm like, Oh, I can't go here. Then there's this dude who I was like doing work, I guess. He was on like some kind of conference call. He was super loud. And I'm trying to find a spot and I crammed into this corner, which wasn't bad. But it, there, yeah, it wasn't bad, bro. You were good. You were yeah, good. it wasn't bad. But but I wanted to just so they usually have seating outside. I go I during the, the break, I go outside and there's like these like 16 year olds making out. I'm like, what the frig, man? So anyway, <laughs> we got it done, man. We got did it done. He, did he give good. you ideas? Did the 16-year-olds that are making out give me any ideas? <laughs> no, I got away from it as quickly as possible. It wasn't no. 
I answer that. Um, all right. So Eagles back at practice today. We'll, if we yeah. get any injury updates, because the, the the list is lengthy here, we'll, we'll pass it along. So Jake Elliott, Jordan Mailata, Avante Maddox, Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson. None of those guys practiced yesterday. Limited, Boston Scott, Isaac Sayamalu. So that's a you know pretty healthy list there. The cards have their own injuries too. Right. Um, but we'll pass it along if anybody's getting back. Some of that could be precaution. It was only Wednesday yesterday. Um, usually Thursday's a, a good litmus test uh, well, of how close these guys are. Two of those guys have they're in concussion protocol. So yeah, in, in hindsight of what's going down with Tua, I guarantee you the Eagles and every team in the league now are going to be extra cautious with their per- concussion protocols. Um, you know, and I, I can see teams even if a, even if a doctor deems them medically cleared, I can see teams saying, "Yeah, we'll give them another week, <laughs> just mm-hmm. be on the safe side." Yeah, yeah we, we're not going to risk this. So, I don't right, disagree. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's it's going to have to it, it's going to have to be that way because you know it, it, what Tua went through, man, and since he's such a high profile, when you deal with a quarterback, man, you're always going to get those type of um um those you know those type of of people just just being all right. This is a quarterback they just did it to, let alone the 53rd guy on the roster. Right. right. And that's that's what it was. You know what I'm saying? Two was, uh, you know, the, the team was 3-0 and at the time. And, I mean, it, 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 it happened. And then they turn around and, and lose the game, too. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. You know, they, they got it. They got it. They Absolutely. Got it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll pass along anything we get today um, as they get back at it. Uh, Philly's regular season's over. Playoffs start tomorrow. A two o'clock uh, against the Cardinals. We're going to talk to Ben Davis coming up at one thirty, and I, I bearing the lead here. Uh, Trey Thomas is going to be joining us coming up in a little bit. We'll talk to Trey. Sorry, guys, I have to step aside for just a second. All right, Sorry. all good. All hey, good. Uh, let me ask you this, Rob. Yeah, you know, yeah. since, since Gunner stepping aside. Yeah. Um. Do you th- is is it is it like baseball? Is baseball like football in the aspect you like to go into the um playoffs kind of hot? For sure. I've been on a lot of teams where they would rest the starters. And then get into the playoffs and get and get their butts kicked. Yeah. But then I had teams like the Steelers where we didn't rest our starters. We went in and played, and then eventually let the starters out. If you know, but you know, and we had went and won a Super Bowl. Yeah. Is it kind of like that with the Philly? Because it's not looking too you know, too good right now. Because um, I mean, we got we got peppered last night. We got waxed last night. You know. Yeah, I, I, that I wouldn't worry about, Barrett. That part I wouldn't worry. I think that um the. The Phillies have had to sort of play hard here to close it out. Mm-hmm, so I mm-hmm. think that carries over. They've had to win some games. The game that they absolutely had to win was Monday, and they won it. Like, I think that's what you carry more than these last two games where it's okay. bench right. players and all that kind of stuff. So I don't worry about that. I would be, wor- be more worried if I'm St. Louis. St. Louis has really, you know, kind of taken their foot off the gas pedal because they had it locked up, their division, for a while now. So I think there's more concern with that on the other side than it is the Phillies. Right, right, right. And I just think that, you know, the Phillies come in, 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 I think, in a better mindset right now because of this. And I think the Phillies' one-two starting pitchers are better than St. Louis's one-two. And that can be an offsetter. Even if the Cardinals are a better overall team, if your starting pitching's better, you could get it, get out of these series with wins. So I, I think it's it's critical who they have going. I think, I think Wheeler's going to deal tomorrow. And he's been really good against the Cardinals. And Nola comes off the, probably the biggest performance of his career. So mm. that's huge. You're, you're a lot of times in baseball that your your only momentum is who's starting that day. And the Phillies right, have two right. good starters going. So 
So right, right, right. In the three game series, you know, it's absolutely hundred percent the most. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So, and we have a game tonight. We have a Thursday night uh, game, which I don't know, man. It's it's kind of lackluster a little bit. It's not what we thought it was going to be with the Colts and the and the Broncos. I get it. Like when you set the season up, you thought this was going to be a great game, and real, especially the Colts. But both teams are kind of underachieved. Uh, the Colts are without Jonathan Taylor. Denver lost uh, Javante Williams, so both guys are down. They're they're starting running back, but it is a pretty desperate game for both teams. Barrett, you got you know one with one win and one team that's excuse me two and two in a brutal division in the AFC West. Right. I I'm just looking at this man. I I just once they're in the playoffs, you got to have a totally different mindset on how you approach the game. Just being in that locker room and you know, the, the, we have a nice little mix of, 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 of veterans, you know, that, you know, I don't know if they can necessarily pull from being from the playoffs, you know what I mean? And that's what kind of worries me. You know, you got guys that, you know, are veterans, but you got guys that haven't been in the big dance, you know, in, in, in the big game. You know, I think that's the difference between what the Eagles going into the playoffs would have as opposed to the Phillies going into the playoffs. And it's been a long time since 08. And uh, you know, I mean, how how do you how do you approach that? How do the veterans on the team approach it? I mean, you know, even even you know, Mr. MVP, you know, has, even though he hasn't played, but I, I think he is going to go into it uh, playing at a higher level. But I just don't see the playoff experience that I would see. Yeah, that's a know? factor. I mean, I think that um, with the exception of Syndergaard, I mean, who well, else? Schwarber, you lean heavy on Schwarber, the okay. kind of the, the, uh, those type of guys. Yeah, yeah, Schwarber's a guy who keeps the room light, and I think that's what you want to do. Like I heard Charlie Manuel. Uh, God, this morning, was it this morning? I heard Charlie Manuel. One of the things he said was, yeah, he was all with WIP. I, I, he said that in 07, which was the first year of that run that they got on from 07 to 11, they played a day game. It was like a late afternoon game. It was like a 4.30 game or something like that in game. It was the first game that they were home. And he had them showing up at like 10 o'clock in the morning, like, like a long time before the game, which normally you'd get there probably noon or he, and he had him getting there at like nine or 10 o'clock or whatever. And he said, that was a mistake. He said, you know, once guys got their work in, they were just sitting around like doing nothing and it became nervous energy. And we came out and played tight. He said, that's, the thing that's, I, de- that's definitely um, a, a factor. Also. Yeah. And he said, the thing that I learned was I, I'm doing this exactly the same way I did it in the regular season. Right. Like, okay. You're supposed to be there at uh four o'clock. We're showing up at four o'clock guys. That's it. You want to come a little early, get some treatment, whatever. But everything's going to be at same schedule as always. And he said he thinks that's one of the things that Rob Thompson does best. Rob Thompson is a flat liner. Like he is just whoop, there's no high, no low. And he thinks Rob will keep and, and Rob's been around this a million times with the Yankees. He was there when they won it in 2009. He was with Joe Torre. He was with Joe Girardi when they had really good teams back then. So he's not worried one bit about it. Like he thinks he thinks that's going to be another reason why this team won't come out tight. Well, that I mean that's that's a major factor, you know. Like I, I've been, like I said, I've been on rosters like that, you know. My my that still a roster. When you look at you know the players that we had on there, we had so many guys that with so much experience of being in the playoffs, and it just helped us out, you know. Plus, you have that 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 steady guy, that steady force. Jerome Bettis was that steady force that we had, man. Yeah. You know, his presence on the team really let things out because he was, he was, he wasn't a serious guy. He was one of those fun-loving guys. Mm-hmm. But you could sell towards the end, he started speaking up a little more. Mm-hmm. And I could see a guy like Schwarber being that guy starts, you know, even though you could tell Schwarber doesn't say a lot. But when he does say something, it'll be, you know, it'll be heard a lot more because 
Bussy never spoke to the team like on a regular basis. He never, you know, he just went out there, did his job. Everybody loved him. But you could tell towards towards the end, you start hearing guys that don't necessarily say something start saying things, you know, kind of like what you saw, you know, in 2017. You you start seeing guys start talking that don't usually talk. I mean, before then, Kelsey wasn't a guy that said much. Right. But you notice towards the end, he started talking up. Lane Johnson never says anything. But you start hearing, you know, rumblings of what he was talking about and how, you know, he he was approaching this. And I, I think that's the great mixture that you have. Uh, with this Eagles team, I don't know. I don't necessarily see it with the Phillies. So I'm glad you said Schwarber was a guy that they, you know, with a little bit of that experience. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. And again, we'll dip into all this with Ben uh, coming up at 1.30. Sixers played last night. They played the Cavs in a preseason game. They had the, the basically with the starting squad. It's going to be that everybody playing. Joel played. Uh, Tucker played. Harden played. And Tyrese Maxey continues to be that guy. Uh, so he's had he scored forty one points in four quarters of uh, exhibition <laughs> basketball so far. That's and, all. That, yeah. that, just just forty one. Uh, mark it down. I'm saying it right now. He will be an all star. He will be. I agree. All-star. I agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, he's you poised. Know? He he's ready to explode. That guy. I'm telling it's, you. Uh, if you have to tell him to stay out of a gym, it tells you how bad he wants to take his game to the next level and to help this team win. You know, mm-hmm. and that's oh, what they yeah. need. They need that. They need an energizer bunny. Every team needs that so-called energizer bunny that gives you that extra juice when things are going bad and yep. things are not consistent. All of a sudden, they generate that spark that gets everybody uh, an extra jolt. And you yep. know, I can see him being that now. Yep. And no, it's good. It's good. I, look, obviously, the I think the only thing that could offset that is injury. But he is going to be so much fun to watch, man. He is going to be so much fun to watch this. You year. know That's what I good. see in this team that I hadn't seen before, though. I, I, I you know, you can cuss on this. I'm not going to cuss though. We, I see some mfers on this team. Bro. Yeah, well, Tucker's an mfer. Yeah, and a, 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 a Harold's an mfer. What, yes. what, does that, what does that stand for? They I'm have some dog. That. They have dog in them. They have they dog. Have, in them. They have oh, more oh, than okay. dog in them. They oh, have okay. that. They got that streak in them that you need, oh, you know. Okay. Saying not just from a, you know, just from being, a, you know, a, a right. defender, mm-hmm. but just, you know, all right, I'm not to be messed with. Yes. And you need guys like that, man. Yeah. You have not had that guy. No, maybe it rubs off a little bit on uh, Embiid too. Yes. If you look at if yes. you look at the better teams in the history of the NBA, they've all had that enforcer, so yep. to speak. You know, they've always they've had that one guy when somebody would pick on one of their teammates, they would first and foremost to step in there. And either back them off, or you know, to, to generate to to to, fo- to, to, to uh, focus the, the confrontation towards them more mm-hmm. so, and away from their player. You know, it was almost it was always like a protector of the stars. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, there was the, yeah. The, yeah, there was the Dennis Rodmans and, and and all these guys. You know, and Horace you know, Grant. Yeah. Oh my goodness, what? You know, what you need guys like that. Yeah. See, I, yeah. I miss I miss those days in the NBA. Um, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I always talk about the, the early 80s, the late 70s and early 80s were some of the best times for NBA basketball because back then they were allowed to do more. You had Bill Lambeer, who everybody hated in the yep. league. You know, Detroit was called the bad boys for a reason. You know, yep. they, I mean, they were professional thugs. Yep. You know, if you drove down the paint, you yeah. might lose an arm. You might, you know, lose an eyeball, anything. And you had other teams that were like that also. Even the Lakers, when they were showtime. They can get fit down and dirty and physical yeah, when they had to also, yeah, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Look at the Celtics. You know, Danny Ainge always walked around with a black eye. He was no always doubt. in the middle of something, you know? Bro, you uh, got to think about like Charles Oakley. What? Oh, God. Oh, my goodness. You know what I'm saying? Charles oh, yeah. Oakley had people scared. He had his teammates scared of him. 
And look yeah, at look man. at yeah, Oakley and a lot of those guys on those Knicks teams, man. Anthony yeah. Mason, <laughs> John, John Sally, remember back then? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, but you need that, up. and that's why I'm looking at this team, man. I got, I get a little giddy, man, because I'm looking at this team, man. And we got a nice mix of guys that are gonna go out there. If I, because when you look, when you're looking for George Niang to be that guy, nah, it's not happening. I you agree. And he said it after they got a limit. Like we need, we need Tucker types. Like he yes. was a kid, man. And he said it, he said it flat out. So it's, I'm glad they listened to him because you're right, Barrett. That's a, it's an under, like PJ Tucker didn't score last night. It doesn't matter. His presence is felt, you know, he does things on the floor, whether it's setting screens, defense, he's not afraid to guard anybody and their right. mother. You need some, you need, yeah, you need some Phyllis Brooks's. I mean, uh, hey, Ma, how you doing? Um, good afternoon, Ma. <laughs> she's Hi, trying mommy, to get bro. to heaven now. She changed. She, she's trying to get to heaven now. I know. She I called know. me every day talking about my, my grandson and my granddaughter. Uh-huh. And, and and I'm like, Mom, I mean, you're just not the same person as you used to be. Yeah. Well, she, 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 you know, she, um, she took all her frustrations out on you and your brother. <laughs> That's right. And now she's in a happy, peace, peaceful place now. Yeah, exactly. She I mean, her, her her goal in life is, is is to spoil grandchildren, but yet to keep her adult children in line. I love the it. job description is a little bit different now. I love it. I you love know? it. It's great. Yeah. That's, what, that's no... what we do. You know, we spoil our grandchildren and our kids are like, man, you let these kids do way more than we ever, you let us do. And I'm like, yeah, what's your point? Mm-hmm. Okay. Right, right, right. Okay. You said what? Yeah. You said that's okay. what? Yeah, I, mean, I would go. I would go. My kids were little. I go over. I pick them up at my. My parents were watching them. I go over there, and it it would be like eleven in the morning, and they're having ice cream. I'm like, "What is happening?" There you go. There you go. There you go. And my 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 dad would just look at me and laugh, and my mom would just be like, "They wanted ice. What do you want uh-huh. to do?" Yeah, like, true. That would have never happened if I asked for ice cream right. at eleven o'clock in the morning. Same you gave here. Me green beans. Same exactly. Here. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. And my my daughter my daughter walks dog walks down. Says, Who gave you Oreo? And I'm like, yeah. Shh. <laughs> and he looks at me with that. Uh, Cruz looks at me with that Cheshire cat grin. Yeah, that did it. Like, yeah, I mean, hey man, we're supposed to go down together. Yeah, you can't dime me out, man. Come on, I man. Know. I know. Um, all right, I want to sneak in a little buy sell. We have we have fun with the buy sell games. Oh right? yes, yes. All right, Let's we do, do the AFC. We're our stock re- investments. Yeah, we'll do the AFC. We're going to do the NFC later. So basically, the buy sell game is basically if you're believing in this team that they were going to get their act together. Yeah. So they're either kind of been middling so far or bad. Okay. Right, so the right. buy obviously is I'm buying in They're They're, they're, they're going to head in the right direction. I'm selling. I don't want any parts of this. They're, they're going nowhere. All right. So I'll, I'll just fire some teams at you guys and you guys react. All right. All right. Barrett first Jags. You buying or selling at two and two? I am Jags. buying. I'm buying. You know, I put plus or minus. I mean, a plus, I mean, a minus or a check mark. I put a check mark for them. I'm going okay. with them because, because they're fun. They're 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 going in the right direction because they're getting great fundamentals. They're getting coached right now. Okay. See, they know what it is to be the exact opposite, kind of like you know what the Eagles were when Chip Kelly left. Okay, they've seen the bad. They've seen the worst. Mm-hmm. Now they have the best. Now they figure, all right, we got somebody that really cares about us. Let's rock with this guy. Let's go out there and fight with him. And what he's doing is working for him, so they're good to go. So even though they're two and two, they're a good two and two. They're I'm with you. I'm I'm buying that too. I'm buying that because they're young. I think yep. they draft it well. I think they're figuring it out. Yeah, they, they had 16 missed tackles in the Eagles game. But, you yep. know, you could that's correctable stuff. That's coachable yep, yep. stuff. And I think yep. that'll get fixed. But I'm I'm with you there. I'm buying. How about you, Derek? I think I think they're a sound investment right now. Um, they they finally have a coach and a coaching staff 
that that is a, a light years um, different from what they had to endure just a season ago. They've been so bad for so long. Now all of these young players are starting to mature for them, you know, and it starts with that quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he's a much different quarterback compared to what he was just a season ago. Okay, we understand last year was a rookie year, but when you had a when you had a head coach that was a total idiot, you know, and basically they were more embarrassed than they were proud about wearing it, that Jaguars uniform or, or, or being associated with that Jaguars exactly. organization exactly. because they were getting more national headlines for what the coach was doing off the field than what they were supposed to be doing on the field. Right. And the fact that they only won four games over the last two years and are already halfway there through four weeks, um, I, that's a solid investment for me. So, yeah, Absolutely. I'm definitely buying the Jaguars. Titans. Gunner, you start Ooh. with this one. Tight. <laughs> okay. Right. That reaction, uh, you almost yeah. a little little vomit in your mouth there for a second. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna sell. I'm gonna sell on the Titans. Um, losing AJ Brown um, was a bad was a bad stock option for them. Um, the fact that they're two and two, I'm shocked that they rallied and won a game. I thought they were gonna lose. I'm not a big fan of Tannehill. They've got issues in terms of who's your who's your number one pass catcher. Uh, Derrick Henry seems to be getting his feet under his ground. He had 114 yards rushing last week. But he um, has so many carries, though, man. He has so yeah. many carries. That's right. And that, is that the Derrick Henry you're going to see from 2020? Because mm-hmm. the same Derrick Henry that had those carries last year missed a significant amount of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it hurt him more so than it helped him down the road when they got to yeah. the playoffs. So because um, I don't know what direction his team is going in, I'm out on, on the Titans. Back right. real quick, and then I'm I'm gonna tell you we'll hit the rest of the AFC later because we got Trey coming up. I, but but give me your right. your Titans take real quick. I, I just think that you know I, I think they're in the transition from going to Malik Willis. You know, uh, Tannehill's just kind of worn out his welcome. Mm-hmm. You know, he said everybody bad when he uh when he turned around and and, and didn't want to help the young guy. And then you know Trey Burks, you know can't get right. You know he's their first round pick, he can't get right. Defensively, they have so many guys that are, are hurt right now that you know it's. it's it's just, you know, it's just not a, a conducive um, – it's not a conducive locker Situation room. Situation towards winning. Yeah, yeah, the locker room is just not – it's in a shambles right now. So, I'm, I'm, you know, even though they have a good coach, I like Mike Vrabel. Vrabel's a good coach, but I just don't see him, you know, with the mess that he has right now, I can't see him going forward. I don't like their weapons at all. Uh, and yep. you're asking a lot of your defense every week. So, I, I, I am not buying. I'm selling 100%. All right, time out. Yep. We'll come back. We will talk to former Eagle Trey Thomas, artist – uh, aficionado. He does it all, man. Wine. There's nothing this guy isn't involved. In. He's a renaissance man. So we will talk to Trey when we get back. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group because you know it's difficult to find the right person to trust with your finances. I found the right person, and it's Jim Murray with Principal Financial Group. And that could apply to any of the above. Retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review. If you have a small business and you're trying to set up employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. I personally have entrusted my IRA, 401k rollers with Jim, and I couldn't be any happier. You will be too. Give him a call, 610-996-4751, 610-996-4751. You could reach out to him via email as well, Murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot Jim at principal.com, Murray dot Jim at principal.com. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. 
If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction, go with trust, and go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, Birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. All right, welcome back. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. Joining us now, the man himself, Eagles Hall of Fame, left tackle, and a, a painting connoisseur. We may be looking at some of his work as we speak. Oh. Uh, yes, uh, the one and only Trey Thomas. What's going on, Trey? I'm chilling, man. How's everything? Good, man. Doing I mean, good. You know, so tell us what, what we're like, looking at here, man. 4-0, life is good. You know, the sun is out today. That's yeah, a beautiful day. <laughs> yeah, what is that thing? What is that yellow thing in the sky, man? I'm not yeah, familiar. I don't know what happened. You know, it's finally, you know, we get a chance to see it. So tell me what's going on behind you, man. Let's start there. What, what's uh, happening? Yeah, I'm working on a painting that we uh, that we have coming up in our um, probably a couple weeks from now, something that we'll do um, later on. But, like, I usually come in here at our studio, Pino's Palette, and work through a painting, see how I like it, you know, see the instructions, go through it, see, you know, what I can tell our artists, give them some pointers. But, um, yeah, so it's just a painting that I'm working through right now. What well, is yeah, Trey, whenever whenever um, a person paints, especially when they love the paint, they talk about it being therapeutic 
but there's yeah. also there's also a motivation behind a particular piece of art that they're working on. Was there any specific motivation behind what you're working on now? No, you know, it's just something that I just like to do. It relaxes me, you know, it gives me something to do. So, um, like, I, I enjoy painting. I like the therapeutic process of it. I think that it, there are a lot of health benefits that come behind doing, especially with some of the stuff we do, you know. But um, I like just coming in and just working on it, man. Popping open a bottle of wine, sit back, relax, and just, you know, throw on some hauling oats is usually what I be in here for. There you go. <laughs> it, just, yeah. it, it just hang out. You know, it's relaxing to me, man. You know, so I really enjoyed it. It, like, it gives you a chance to kind of just relax and cut loose because in art, you know, especially when it comes to painting, you know, you don't have to be so between the lines. Sometimes you got to get outside the lines to make it work. So that's mm. why I really, yeah. You know, it, it helped out because, you know, a lot of guys, you know, from, from the play in the NFL want to be perfectionists. They want to do everything exactly where it's supposed to be. And I remember the first time I, I, I took one of Trey's classes, you know, he had one for, uh, for the NFL um, retired players. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, a lot of us want to be perfect the way we do it. And he kept emphasizing your perfection is not my perfection. You see, if you want to put a bird here, you can put a bird there. You don't have to follow what you follow, what you feel. And I'd be damned if I was going on. I'm like, yo, this is, this is, I'm getting pretty good. I mean, I, I started and every time I do it, I mean, it, I find out something new about me doing it, man. So, man, it, yeah. it's, it's definitely it's something, you know, but, you know. But were you, but you, were you painting freehand or by numbers? I'm just no, kidding. Ah, come on. Well, man, so see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, tell me. By numbers. When everybody, anybody comes in here, they come in with a blank canvas. Yep. We don't sketch it for them. You know, like I, we go through it and that's why I like to practice a painting first, just so I can check the placement of it and everything. Like right now I had to check out how we want to put the moon in there. I use yeah. some chalk to kind of map it out. And like what, what, what B was saying, like sometimes like when people come in here, I try to tell them, man, relax. Yeah, you know, yeah. just you can find beauty in the imperfection. So, you know, don't try to be so in between the lines. Just relax. This is fun art. That's yeah. awesome. I, I can literally see the paint on your head. You are working yeah, on this. Painting yeah. is a contact sport. Wow. So there you go. You paint, you're have I love it. You. So, so when I tell people that when you come here, this isn't a typical date. Dress down. Relax. You know, it's right. Relax. Do you do you do you provide anybody who comes into your art gallery? Do you provide them with a a a a, a free glass of wine? No, nah, we can't do all that now. You a BYOB establishment. You bring your own. You know what I'm saying? We will give you a glass. We'll give you a glass. We'll give you an opener. We we even sell you some snacks. But uh, no, nah, we don't provide the wine. I got you. I got you. Uh, uh, so uh, when, when we'll get to how people can, uh, you know, set it up and, and have a cool date night to it in a little bit, Trey, but let, I got to ask you first about this offensive line. I mean, you see the stats of Lane Johnson and no sacks allowed and whatever, a year and a half, you see what, you know, by when he's healthy, what he's capable of, how good Landon Dickerson's becoming, what Kelsey still is. Are you blown away collectively how good this group is? Oh yeah. They're a very talented group now. This is one of the things that, that kind of gets me with, with the numbers. Let's talk about that. Okay. Because I enjoy it. I like when everybody tweets out, hey, man, they haven't given up a sack or a pressure in 1,000 and something plays. <laughs> well, that tells me that you really don't understand protection. Go back to that sack against Detroit, B. You remember that sack against Detroit where they sent the corner blitz coming from the right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Whose fault is that? Well, because this that's boy, protection. Now, either that's, that's, the, that's the tackle supposed to get off on that. He's the end man. You see he's, he's, he's essentially taking the place of the wheel linebackers. The wheel linebacker buzzed out. 
So, I, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So when people tweet out these numbers, I'm like, well, hold on. Do you really understand protection? Because, I mean, you, that's not – that's quarterback's sack. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, but but anyway, it, it sounds is, – is it more, Are they looking at it more one-on-one, Trey? They're not paying attention to the, the other stuff like you're talking about? Is that is that where the care. mistake lies? If that's your responsibility. Right. That's your man. That's your sack. Mm-hmm. What he's saying is, what he's saying is like in a number count. To? I yeah. don't know. I'm not yep. going to, you know what I'm saying? Because I don't want to hurt, ruffle everybody's feathers. Oh my God, you just hate noted now. Yeah. You really don't understand protection when you tweak these yeah. numbers. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah, so point. it depends on, it depends on you know, what the number count is. Like, slide protection yeah. means you got the four down and the wheel linebacker or whoever yeah. replaces that wheel linebacker. So that's, that's a slide. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Slide protection. So either somebody didn't make a call. Or somebody didn't get out there and take care of their responsibility. I don't know. Put it on, I don't know. But that might mess up these numbers that you've been pushing out there. But anyway, I think that this group is very talented. I think that they're a very talented group. I think Lane Johnson is playing, uh, like, probably one of his better years. I mean, you know, he's looking very strong out there, nice and sturdy, firm out there as a player. Uh, Kelsey is everything that he thought he's going to be. Like, he's a really good center. He's doing his thing. Landon Dickerson, man, is just a beast out there, dude. Mauling people. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm really impressed with the way he's been coming on, especially coming off of um, the injuries that he was dealing with, with the foot and everything. Because, mm-hmm. you know, at guard, you're the tip of the spear when it comes to a lot of these run blocks and everything. So I think that he's really been taking on. I think even when you look at Big Sam Milo, man, I think that, you know, from he was one of my bigger concerns just going coming switching from left to right. But I knew he could handle it because he played center before, so I really wasn't too worried about it. But he really was playing well, too, until he got hurt, you know. So, and that's one of the things with him is that, you know, if you can get him past the first three or four year games, you, you'll see, a, I think you'll see him make it through the season. But over the past couple of years, it's been after that first three or four games, he's come out hurt. But, you know, but and then you look at Big, um, big Jordan, man, I mean, just an animal. You know, I think that mm-hmm. when you look at how athletic he is and how, long, um, how much he's come in, in, in a very short period of time, I think he's extremely athletic, uh, very powerful, very aggressive. One of the things that I enjoy about his game and just seeing how he's starting to let that aggression out and he's out there popping off at the mouth, I love that because what that's telling me is that he's comfortable and he's not thinking. Mm. When you can go out there and be aggressive and try to take somebody's head off and you talking trap, hey, that's you, you're playing ball. <laughs> and I think that you can see that from him. And I really, I'm really enjoying his progression. Well, hey, let me ask you this, man, you know, Going from from an offensive line perspective, blocking for a quarterback like Jalen, you know, who has the capacity to, to, you know, make you laugh but also make you cry because, you know, he's one of those guys that you don't know where he's going to be at because you yeah. block for Mac. You know what I'm saying? You know it is block for Mac who's an athlete but can throw the ball down the field, man. What are you thinking about as far as, you know, it hurts his progression and, and his ability to go out there and, and visualize, you know, the number counts and things of that nature as a response to the offensive line? Well, I think that, you know, as long as he doesn't drop back, you know what I'm saying? When the pressure comes, as long as you're not drifting back, hey, Jalen, like, he put that back foot down, and then it's like, all right, hey, if it's not that, he's going to get upfield. He's not drifting back. So I think that helps you a little bit as an offensive line because if you get edged, all I want to do is run you by anyway. And yeah, what you yeah. can't have is a quarterback drifting back, and while I'm trying to run him by, you sitting back there patting the ball. Now nah, I need you to step up into the pocket, and then now nah, let's make something happen. You know, and I think that that's what Jalen Hurts does That's that's really been aggressive. And what they do for their offense is you add some of those quarterback draws. So, like, that touchdown that he ran, everybody was like, oh, he, you know, the, the receiver, that was a quarterback draw. He called that. Mm-hmm. So, get upfield. Go make something happen. So, you know, I think that that's where 
you see a big difference in his game. I mean, and then when you add the RPOs into it, I mean, you know, you really have to have a really solid defensive end, really disciplined defensive end, or a disciplined backside linebacker to stop it. And that's what makes them dangerous. Trey, how impressed have you been with just how effective they've been with being able to run the football from last year to this year? And basically nobody can stop it. You know, Washington did a decent job of stopping it for the most part. You know, when you commit to the run, you got to give up something else. But even I don't care if it's a wet track or dry track, when this running game gets rolling, it's virtually unstoppable. Well, you know, that's one of the things that Coach Stout has always been really good at is being able to run the ball. Now, I mean, you know, that's one of the things that he did well when he came out of Alabama. That's what he was known for. And he's developed himself as a coach into teaching the um, protection part of it. But when it comes to run blocking, combination blocks and setting all that up, Coach Stout is absolutely the best in the business when it comes to talking that. And, uh, and you can see how the guys respond, man. I mean, they're always getting good pressure, getting good movement, and getting up to the second level. And they do a good job of doing that. And, and B, you know, all the run plays are designed to get the court running back to the safety. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, if you can spread a defense out, because everybody's playing nickel. So everybody's playing nickel. So you got two linebackers. I got five offensive linemen. You get me a tight end. I take my five against your five all day. You know what I'm saying? Because then the quarterback going to take six. So when you have an offense that's like that, man, it's just it makes it so much better. And then these guys are athletic. They get up to the second level. And then once that running back is past that, all, every run play is designed to get them to the safety. And this offensive line does that very well. Trey, mm -hmm. let, let me ask you, they, they uh, uh, there's obvious improvement from Jalen and other guys who are just getting better, especially the younger players. But they add an A.J. Brown. Is he that much of a catalyst to make to take this offense into a, into kind of a different orbit from where they were last year? Man, he's kind of like when we added T.O. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's that difference maker. Someone that you know, if I got to, I could go to you, and he's going to go get it. And, I mean, he's a powerful receiver that catches everything with his hands. I mean, you know, he make, he's going to make you spread them out. And then one of the things that I like what the offense is doing right now, because it, before it was all, hey, man, Quez Watkins is their big play guy over the top. Well, now that shows you, okay, well, hey, here, go, here, go, <laughs> here comes Slim Reaper. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Skinny Batman over the top. Oh, yeah, AJ can go over the top, too, and Quest. I mean, that makes it extremely hard for a defense to kind of work with that. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, let's go from the defensive side of the ball, man. I was under, you know, everybody saying, oh, we need to find a way to, you know, get Hassan Reddick to go out there and really start playing. I said, you know what, let's forget all that. If you are a rusher, a pass rusher, just put him on out there at the end and let him go. And what's happened since they've done that? He's, 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 he's you know, went out there and had three and a half sacks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. As far as defensively, what do you see as far as that, you know, that aspect of their game? I think defensively, the coverage has gotten better. Yeah, a lot You know better. what I'm saying? Because to me, I, the way I look at the game, in order for a sack to happen, coverage needs to be tight. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Because if I can sit back there and the quarterback can get rid of the ball at 1.9, 2.0, because when I sit and watch the game, I sit with a stopwatch and I time every throw. So mm. I'm sitting there timing every throw. And if he's getting rid of the ball at 1.9, two seconds, then that tells me coverage needs to be a little bit tighter. But So what you're seeing right now is coverage is playing up a little bit more. They're getting a little bit more aggressive, and they're making that quarterback hold on to the ball. And you got some dogs out there with Reddit and even Sweat that can get after it. You know? I like and Sweat. That's yep. why you're seeing these sets. Even Fletcher Cox. If you let the quarterback just sit back there and dice you up and just make all these short throws, go back to the Detroit game. That's what was happening. Golf didn't have many throws go over 2.3 seconds. But then now you say, all right, secondary, I need you to be a little bit more aggressive. Get up in their face. Man, you saw how Slay played that Minnesota game. Man, that game was won 
on Monday when they turn on the film. Yeah, I, I know you had to get in a quarter. You knew everything that he was doing, and you were going to challenge that receiver, and that made the quarterback hold on to the ball, and your dogs ate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I, and people don't understand that. You know, I mean, I, I, I keep saying it. I say it over and over again. Man, I was, I was, I was throwing them them and asses down my throat like they were M and M's when they third down with the guys we had there before. These guys can play up tight. They can yeah. get up in their face, yeah. which is taking that first read away. Now you got your dogs out there can get up there and, and, and make something happen on the defensive line. Absolutely, Trey. How about you know th- just this past week, for example, they lose two offensive linemen, they lose Slay, hardly even played in the game. You know, not to mention some other guys who, who were banged up. And you're still able to overcome a 14 nothing deficit in that, you know, that mess of a game. How much does that tell you overcoming that kind of adversity, which they really haven't had a ton to deal with? I think you have you have a good leadership right now. You know, when you have a good group of guys within the locker room, I think Jalen Hurst is definitely like a true, like a true leader. It's not something that's forced on him. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when you had that quarterback role, it's like, all right, you're supposed to be the guy. He's that guy. And I think you got enough guys on the defensive side of the ball as well that, you know, now as a head coach, especially like Nick, all you got to do is guide the ship and, you know, and come in there with that energy, man. And when you have a locker room like that, I see big things from this team. You know, Trey, the last time this team started 4-0 was back in 2004, and that team went all the way to the Super Bowl. Yes, when you look at this, You look at their current Eagles Why team. Why you saying that team? You got to mention me. Say y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> well, well, okay. <laughs> all right. Excuse, that your team. Excuse me. Excuse me. your voice and say y'all. Look, look, look. <laughs> you know, y'all, y'all went all the way to the big there show. Okay, right. to the big show back in 04. Yeah. Um, when you look at this current team, which does not include you, um, and when you stack them up against the rest of the NFC, that if this team can stay healthy, they'd have to be one of the odds on favorites against the big show this year. Man, I got this team going undefeated, man. Whoa. Uh, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dog, you know, somebody got to take on the 72 Dolphins, dog, the best team in the history of the NFL. You know, I, I, it, to me, I'm like, I, I don't see them losing to anybody. The way this team is built and the leadership that you got in that locker room, man, I don't yeah. want to – but, I mean, I can't who, – who can see them? Especially yeah. when they're playing at top notch, you know, you keep this line going and you keep everybody healthy, man. I I, can't, I don't see anybody that can that can touch them right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I want to go back to what Derek just asked you, Trey. You, you obviously that year and other years, you guys got off to great starts. How do you guard against sniffing yourself a little bit and, and you know everybody kissing your rear end like has happened early on here? That's going to take to having that locker room, you know, like having the right leadership in that locker room, making sure that you got guys that's holding each other accountable. And I think that that's what you really have in that group. You know, like when you look back at that 17 team, man, I mean, there was a lot of good leadership within that locker room and everybody held each other accountable and they didn't let things slide. And that's what you got to have with this group. But I think you have the right mixture in there that can kind of keep everybody going. Mm. How impressed have you been with Sirianni? And and just what he's done to turn this thing around in, in you know a year and a half or whatever he's been here. I, I like that he's brought that family atmosphere. He's carried over that family atmosphere within the locker room that Doug had to bring back. You know, and I yeah. think that he's carried it over and taking it even to another notch where he's supporting everything that everybody's doing. You know, if you have a shirt coming out, he's going to practice, rocking it. He's pushing it out there. He's helping create that energy within our locker room. And when you have a coach that's willing to support you off the field, man, cats will give you everything they got on the field. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely, I think he, man. I think he'd be at your one of your studios if you were one of his players. <laughs> I think we need to make this happen, Trey. <laughs> you know, I love the Sirianni painting. <laughs> you know, it'd be a dog, right? It'd have to be a dog. <laughs> <laughs> so, Trey, you know, just just looking at you know this next game right here, and um, you know, you got a you got a an Arizona team that potentially there's you know they should score a lot of points, but they haven't scored a lot of points because they're terrible in the first half. Where do you see this game and, you know, where is it going to be won at? You know, what, what do you think is the biggest thing as far as stopping a guy like Murray? I mean, every game is won and lost in the trenches, you know, because, I mean, you, you know what, you, you have to be disciplined as a rush. You know, it, to me, like, if I was going to be dealing with somebody like that, I would layer my rushes, you know, so I would have one guy, if, if somebody's coming over the edge, I want one guy that's going to be running high, and I want another guy, the other edge guy, to be bull rushing and, and crossing his face. So I want to make him step up and I want to funnel him in. And then with the defensive tackles, I want to be kind of layering that the same just because I want to kind of create layers within the rush and keep it disciplined. Because, you know, with them, if he takes a hole, he can he's just like hurts, you know, mm-hmm. when he get out there and move might be a little faster. Yeah. yeah, you know, but I, I like where if you layer it, where if you show pressure in his face and then that makes him back out of there and then he starts sprinting, you got somebody that's coming around the back that's running high that can possibly get him, you know, so. To me, I would layer my rushes on them. And then secondary, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. I think one of the things that's been uh, really helpful for us is just our linebacker play as well. Mm. Oh, Trey, man. Trey, it's been a long time since this team has had a, a, a good group of linebackers. This was an organization we would scream that had de-emphasized the linebacking position. And I've gone so far as to say I haven't seen a linebacking group like this since the days of your guys, Trotter and those guys back in the day. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about the, the depth and the versatility of what you're seeing from the backers with this group? I think that they're very, uh, you know, they have the physicality to come down there and stop something in the middle that can, that can get down there and crush anything that's coming inside. But then I think also that they're crafty enough to get out there and help in coverage as well. So I think that's what you're looking for, especially when you have to play nickel now. Everybody's playing nickel, so your, your linebackers better be nice. You know, they got to be able to come in there and stop the run. They got to be disciplined and then understand how to get out in coverage as well. Because that's all you got. Nobody's playing a 4-3 defense anymore. Right. Oh, so you're playing nickel. And you bring a safety down, and then that adds something into the box. So those two that you got out there, they better be nice. Because mm. Kazir White is is nice. You know, former safety, able to come down and mix it up, you know. Uh, you know, I, I like the fact that this kid, man, he, he, he comes in with that aggressive. I don't know how the Chargers let him go. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Howard Roseman does a great job of bringing him in, man. What would you what would you what would you grade out Howie Roseman as far as what he's brought into this team this year? Oh come on, man! Howie Howie right now is he, I mean he, he, everything that he's touching right now is gold right now. Man. That's right. You know, like <laughs> yeah. he, you know he 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 has arisen from the ashes. Yeah. he's back on top. <laughs> he went from everybody questioning him. He got kicked out of the football side of things and then went into the other side. He was in exile for a little bit. <laughs> And he sat and he pondered while he was in the wilderness. And he came back. He made some questionable decisions along the way. But he kept struggling along. He kept chopping at it. And now he just assembled another nasty group, man. I mean, 17, he put together a nasty group. And I think he did it again this year. Mm. Yeah, we, we haven't seen a lot of guys make that, those kind of comebacks. There's been several. <laughs> Howie, the fiery phoenix. Rocky story. <laughs> hey, 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 Trey, I need, I need your honest assessment here. All right. Yes. Which do you prefer, the 04 tackles or the 2022 tackles? What you mean? In terms of which which tandem was better? Us. 
That's what I thought you would say. That's what I thought. That's what I thought you would say. You better check my count. Check my count off. That's why I brought it up because I knew he'd get fired up. Who was better? Ryan was out there with a cracked tailbone. It's a good thing we're doing this. We're doing this via StreamYard. If, if you guys were in the same studio, it might be a problem. Look, he's so fired up. He's so fired up. He got a he got a poor glass of wine. He's so fired up. I tell you, he, he got me up out of there. Trying to ruin my zen right now. Derek Gunn is not invited ever to one of the you know, Pino's palate. Never, never. Oh my god. Uh, hey man, that ripple is strong today, bro. <laughs> Oh no! This this right here is butter. You know what I'm saying? So oh. it's a Chardonnay. Oh, excuse me. Chardonnay, I like it. It's pretty cool. Trey lives the life. Name butter. It's yeah. almost like good breakfast wine. So it's cool. You know. Hey, Rob, Rob. Rob referred to you uh, before he uh, brought you on. He referred to you as a Renaissance man. Would you? Are you a Renaissance man? You know what? I almost. I don't know. I'm just being me. <laughs> <laughs> Put whatever title you want on it. <laughs> I mean the the last time the last time we talked to you, you were you the backdrop was like a yeah I was at a vineyard you were at a vineyard and I was now at my you favorite winery yeah. Blue Court man just yeah. hang it out man you telling know, you man enjoy we... some wine enjoy hey. the beautiful day yeah hey so hey, so, hey so so one more story Trey one more story Trey. <laughs> now people say I'm lying when I say this but you remember that faithful day somebody called Reggie Itis. And I yeah. ended up starting. <laughs> yeah. They yeah, think yeah, I was yeah. lying with that. They yeah. thought I was lying no, with that. No, no. Yeah, Big Dog got sick, man. He was, I don't know what happened. You know what I'm saying? Like, like um, it was pre-COVID. So I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't, we're not really sure. What, you know, like, because nobody, we, we really didn't go through all the screenings back then. No, no, no. I, no. All yeah. I did, I got a call for Ray Bob at 5 yeah. in the morning. Get, 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 get your ass up. You got, yeah. you got to play. Well, who who would that player have been? I don't know. Call Reggie Itis. Call Reggie Itis. I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, not for me to say. All I can say is that he came up. Uh-oh, uh-oh. He, said, <laughs> he froze on us. He froze on us. That's no. what he called Bro- back. And, and Trey, he, somehow he was he was perfectly mended and healed by the time the game was over. It's, it's oh, yeah. weird how that happened. Yeah, it happened. You know what I'm saying? And miraculously, he was touched. <laughs> he, was, he was touched and boom. There yeah. you go, like oh, a man. light descending on him and bam. Right. Like you're painting. You know, oh, all, all I know is I came to breakfast that morning. You know, after Ray, Ray Bob called me at 5 there, I came to breakfast that morning. I went to Trey. I said, hey, big dog, you know, it's, it's me and you, dog. We, we, we started saying, what happened to Coop? And I said, as soon as I said, he said, what happened to Coop? He was walking, Ray was walking by. You you know what happened to Coop. You know? <laughs> oh, that's sick, man. He was feeling it, man. I mean, he, I, I'm sure he's not alone. <laughs> sure he's not alone. That happened a lot when people were facing Reggie White that day. Oh, my goodness. That yeah. sickness. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable. Trey, well listen, tell tell people how they can they can hang out at your studio. Great, perfect date night, do their thing, get their painting yeah, on. How yeah. do they do it? You just go to ppcherryhill.com, um, Pinot's palette Cherry Hill, and uh just check out our calendar. We always have something posted. My wife goes through all the paintings and she puts together the calendar and uh you just register online and then you just come on in, hang out, bring a couple bottles of wine, dress to relax, 
And uh, just come and relax. Enjoy. They got it. everything for you, too. They got yeah, them. we yeah. got everything. You know, so we got everything. everything. All you have to do is bring whatever you want to drink. We're a BYOB establishment. Now, we can't provide. Some of y'all be coming in here with Hennessy and all that, man. We can't have that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. So, I'm out. Yeah. Bring, bring some wine. Bring some beer. Yeah. Don't be coming in here with vodka in there. I mean, come on, man. <laughs> I want you to relax and enjoy yourself. I don't need you in here stripping off your shirt, bouncing around, knocking if you bucking. I mean, just, you know, just pour some wine, man. Relax. Gutter's out then. Do you guys have art gallery shows too? Do you like display your paintings? You don't do that? We just come in, everybody just come in and just enjoy themselves. You know, it's more of a. It's a date night thing. Just, or, okay. or even like we have people that come in and just want paint, man. You know, it's like yeah. yeah. you don't necessarily have to come with someone. You can come by yourself. We have people that come in that just want to paint and hang out. Like yeah. a lot of times when I travel, I'll find an art studio where I just go in and paint, man. It's, you know, it's something that you can do by yourself or bring someone with you. That's Trey really said, cool. Trey said, don't be bringing no Hennessy up in here. Oh, man, <laughs> you know, stripped off your shirt, you're sweaty, you're in here bashing. Uh, uh. You're painting all aggressive, man, relax. <laughs> aggressive painting. <laughs> aggressive painting? You can't have aggressive painting. No, yeah, you can't you're, have you're all aggressive. What? Yeah. Relax. Relax. Oh, relax. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> Trey, you're the best, man. We appreciate right. uh, you giving cool, us a little man. bit of that, man. You're good. You're good all right, people, be good, man. Trey. Thank, Thank you, man. bro. All right, Trey. He's bad. I told y'all, man. See, everybody think I be lying when I be telling stories, man. I told y'all, man. Reggie, Reggie I is a thing. It's real. It's a thing, yeah. And how did you do against Reggie that day? I did all right, except for the last three plays. The last three plays, it was it was rough on me, man. It was rough on your boy, bro. Yeah. Yeah, but it so was... what? You showed up. I don't right, right, yeah. Showed up. Yeah, yeah, you put the uniform on. I'm a yeah, fight, you went bro. Out there. You faced I'm the music. to the bitter end, you know what I'm saying? yeah. Still, yeah. The S, you know, automatically appeared on his chest, and then you know, <laughs> was that one? Was that one of the toughest games you ever played? Uh, no. You know what? You know who actually was one of the worst guys to go against. I mean, the toughest guys to go against. Of course, Reggie's the all timer, but right, a guy named Ken Harvey. Out Ooh, of, uh, Harvey. Ooh. yeah, out of okay. Washington. Yeah, he's a linebacker, rush, rush linebacker. Man, he was oh. he was the truth, man. As far as speed, power, you know, he 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 had it all, man. He had all. That's why I had my biggest battles with with him. We might have uh, maybe some video of this. Oh, uh, oh, oh this, this might be my clip. See what we this got might here. Be my clip. See how he did. There's Bad. There's Reggie. Let me see. He tried to help me too. Watch. He tried to help me. Oh, hands aside. Hands aside. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, look at that oh, technique. Oh, look at Brooks. Oh, but look at Brooks. With his you know, hands he, all up in his put, grill. Look at him. You know, he knocked the ball hey, down. It wasn't a sack. It wasn't a sack. You know, you know what I'm saying? I had proper hand placement. I did what I could do. You know what I'm saying? I jump set him, my hand inside, did drop my hips, try to fight back. And, you know, he's just a long guy. I'm blaming the fact now, that Ty, Ty was go. short. That's why he didn't get that pass off. But also, if fault. you look at it, if you look at that, wasn't no extra pushing after the play. You see yeah. that? Wasn't, yeah. no, <laughs> wasn't no extra pushing after the play. Uh -huh. I just let him go where he wanted to go. Exactly. He want to walk away? I let him walk away. See? Yeah. Not, not, that, that, <laughs> That's, that, that's not the video I thought it was, but that's a pretty good one there. You held your own, though. Wasn't that for bad? Sure. Was not that bad. Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, let's come back and uh, we'll dig a little bit deeper into the Eagles. I'm going to pose a couple questions to you guys regarding the birds. All right, oh, we still got to finish. And we got to finish, we gotta finish our buy and sell. Oh, we're yeah. gonna we're gonna finish all that. Yeah, but but I'll ask you guys the question. Just think about it as we go to break. And I want all everybody listening, everybody streaming, everybody in the chat section. 
most attributable for the Eagles' success so far this season? Is it Howie? Is it Nick? Is it Jalen? Howie, Nick, Jalen. All right, we'll hit that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. 130 Ben Davis will talk some Phillies and Cardinals as they gear up for the playoffs tomorrow. All right, Derek, Barrett, Rob, Sports Take. Let's talk a little pro-action restoration. I mentioned this yesterday. The crew is down there in Fort Myers, Florida, helping out all the people who were hit so severely by Hurricane Ian because that's what they do. That's the kind of people they are. That's the kind of company they are. But for you, back here, you know, we're, we're in that time of year where we're getting some crazy kind of weather. We just went through some nasty rain here on the tail end of that uh, Ian hurricane. But if you have a home, you have a business, you have a, a property, and you've experienced water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you know who to reach out to. It's ProAction Restoration. They are on call 24 hours, seven days a week. I told you I went through this at my parents' house. They came out on a Saturday, cleaned it up. The crew was professional. The price was amazing. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured, and they serve, they've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. So again, if it's water, if it's fire, if it's smoke, if it's mold remediation, whatever you need, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610-623-3760, 610-623-3760, or online at ProActionRestoration.com. That's ProActionRestoration.com. fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondley hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles Faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene, go for the screens. Go for the gallery, go for the win. Go to Ocean.
everybody. Happy, happy Thursday, one and all. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. That's Barrett. That's Derek. I am Rob. So a couple uh, updates here. One, I think good news, definitely positive. So Jordan Mailata said he feels like he really dodged a bullet with his shoulder. Mm. Uh, sore, no tears, uh, basically working on strength and range of motion. You know, Doesn't know if he's going to be able to play or not, but he feels like it could have been a lot worse. So that's... That's good news, man. They got some good Indeed. news today. Absolutely, that's absolutely good news because they need them. They're going to need yes. them. We're talking about yeah. JJ Watt coming off the corner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very good point. Very good point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, think about it. Ah, da, da, huh? Yeah, that's a da, da. That's a da, da, da. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, so good news there. We'll and we'll pass along anything else that we hear as as you know again in terms of the injuries, which the, the list was pretty long. You know, we haven't had really had to deal with that too much so far this year. Uh, when it comes to the Eagles, but we'll keep you posted on that. The kicker is wearing number 13, uh, Dickerson. <laughs> okay, go ahead, Derek. <laughs> uh, keep going. Get it, out, get it out of your system. No, no, no. Dickers, yeah. Dicker the kicker. That's no. what I not, not, not Dickerson. It's Dicker. Dicker. You're right. Cameron Dicker. Dicker <laughs> the kicker. All right, we'll keep it moving. All right, so um, <laughs> we'll get it back to buy or sell later. Right, but, right, right, right. The question I posed before the break. Yeah, the Eagles are off to a 4-0 start. Things have looked damn good so far. Knock on wood. Hopefully it can keep up here. But um, if you had to give credit, if you had to choose one, it's easy to just say all three, right? But if you had to choose somebody, Howie, the coach, Nick Sirianni, Jalen Hurts, who's off to such an electric start. If you guys had to choose one as being the biggest reason for the Eagles' early success, what would it be? Mm. I you know I'll go first because I know I know what um D Gun's gonna pick, but um I'm gonna say Jalen. Jalen has 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 come into town and, and and become you know the sheriff we've been looking for. The sheriff that you know that they can you know take the town over and 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 you know what I'm saying be the sheriff for the next couple of years. You know, it used to be a question on whether he could be a good sheriff on this team. Well, yes, he is now the guy, you know, it, it, which puts things in perspective because now we got two extra, you know, two first round draft picks that we can use to, to you know, get the team better. We now know who our franchise quarterback is going to be. So it really helps this team out, you know, in how they, you know, approach this offseason and how they go forward this season. Mm -hmm. He's the guy. The team believes in him. So let's rock. All right, Derek. I think unequivocally it's Howie. Nobody had a better offseason in terms of changing the complexion of a, a roster, and not just a roster, but a starting roster, than Howie Roseman. Every time we on the outside looking in said there's no way he can bring any more high-profile players because of cap restraints, he said, oh, yes, he can. Howie gave the coaching staff the tools to be able to do what they're doing. You know, if there's one thing we consistently talked about all offseason since the season ended was the fact that they needed to get better at certain amount of positions. And doggone it, how he went out and got better at every position that we questioned during the offseason. He shocked the world with the A.J. Brown trade. He went out and got an, uh, another edge rusher. He understood that Brandon Graham is, is getting older, coming off an ACL, uh, coming off an Achilles injury at the age of 34. You knew what he had in Josh Sweat and, and, and uh, Derek Bonnet in terms of complimenting each other. Then he goes out and get a bargain basement price linebacker in Kazir White, who everybody's like, man, they let him go. Then you draft you look you draft a move a mobile house in, in, in you know Jordan Davis. 
you know, who basically is playing the role I expected them to play, 22, 24 snaps, because of the quality, Pro Bowl quality, and the money value you have in front of him. He doesn't have to come in here and, and beat a man right away. And then you look at the maturity level of uh, Devontae Smith from year one to year two, although his catches aren't what they, they were a year ago at this point. It's still, he's there. Okay, but I think the biggest the biggest uh, kudos to how he was, the rumors came out, they were looking at Russell Wilson. They had a slight interest in Deshaun Watson, but they never moved on him. They made a commitment right after that season was over that we're going to give this kid Jalen Hurts his chance to shine and see if we can build around him to see if he can handle the task. Jalen took it upon himself to do everything and anything possible to get that much better from February up until what we're watching today. But it all starts with the brain trust making these strategic decisions that has put this team where it is right now. I can't say it's any one person other than the guy who orchestrated getting the people in place to allow the coaching staff and having the faith in a young quarterback to put this team where it is right now. I I think you both make very good points. Okay, I, I, I think you're both really, really on this thing. Um, I'll pick up on a couple of things. One, as far as Jalen goes, uh, I, I he's grown leaps and bounds from what I th- where I thought he was going to be. I thought he was going to be better, but he's way better. Okay, he's way better than I thought he was going to be. His passing game is that much better. And you couple that with everything he already had, it's a, it's a great combination. So I think he has been unbelievable. And it's the most important position in sports, the quarterback. Absolutely. Yes, I mean, it it's simply put, he get, they, yeah. they do get too much blame and too much praise, but it is the most important position. If you don't have a quarterback, you're, you're dead. Unless yep. you have an exceptional defense. And yep. it's hard to have that much of an exceptional defense. Um, he's been unbelievable. Everything Howie's done, box check. Like, you, know, you think about the, the, the really mm-hmm. big moves with A.J. Brown, with Hassan Reddick, with James Bradbury, with Kaiser White, and I'm probably missing some. Every single one of those moves have been home runs. Like the other ones, like the Jaquaski tarts and all that, eh, whatever. You can move on from those kind of things. But the impact players that he brought in and, and paid good money to, and in some cases, you know, it was a it was sort of a uh, bet on yourself kind of deal like Kaiser White. It was just smart. And he knew because he had a, a, a second-round pick under contract – that he can make these kind of moves and he can be super aggressive now. So he understands the timing of this thing is of the essence, because once you give out one of those Aaron Rodgers deals, you start losing players like Devontae Adams. So the Eagles yep. are in a position to be able to do this right now. So he yep. pounced. Lastly, I look, I, you guys didn't bring up Nick. I'm going to bring Nick up and I'll tell you who I think it is. I'm not trying to dance around the subject, but I, I think we sometimes just assume because, you know, the defense looks better because of the personnel that, that, that he was given because A.J. Brown's there, that this was just the players kind of thing and, and a front office giving him the players. It's not easy coaching in this league. We've seen a lot of, you know, relatively inexperienced coaches get swallowed up and they haven't done a good job. And, you know, Nathaniel Hackett's going through it in Denver right now. I think what Nick did was he recognized what his strengths were and what his weaknesses were. And he felt like he probably had too much on his plate calling plays. And he, and he handed it off to Steichen, who's got a real good feel, by the way, for calling plays uh, so far. And yeah, he absolutely rec- does. Yep. Yeah, right, Barrett? And he recognized yep. this. And not a lot of a lot of young coaches are too stubborn or too green to be able to see that I need to do something differently. And that told me a lot about Nick Sirianni. And not only that, and Trey just brought it up, 
you played Trey played. Nobody knows better than you guys. He connects with these dudes mm -hmm. and these dudes buy into him mm -hmm. and they believe in him. And he's, they feel like he's there for them. And it's not just, it, it's not just on the field. It's off the field. You know, he'll wear their t-shirts. Like Trey said, he'll do the other stuff. I got my guys back. Somebody's hurt. I'm wearing his number on my visor, whatever. It seems like little things. And sometimes it seems like the fans look at it and they say, Oh, he's just pandering. I don't believe it. I think it's genuine because that's who he is. He's that guy. It's so strategic. He care less what the outside thinks. Yes. But what he does is he connects with these players. You know, even, even you know, you heard it last year when we were, you know, busting his chops about the flower and the plant and everything. The, the, the players got it. And yep. I understood what he was saying when he said it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I was just thinking, you know, I've – Coaches, man, say corny stuff all the time. Yeah. To get that point across, they do what they have to do, and that's what Doug did. He got the point across. Yep. You know, he said, you got to plant those roots. Without firm roots, this plant won't grow. This team won't grow. We need roots in this locker room in order for this team to grow. And and, and, and once they took root, you can see the the, the roots they, they planted is, is, is Jalen Hurts. Yeah. He was their guy. You could, you could put, you know, your faith behind this quarterback. They saw it. A lot of us didn't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. And, and going further. So now this, 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 this is starting to blossom now. You know what I'm saying? It's starting to see the fruits of his labor. So, I mean, it's, 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 it's great. You know, like I said, we all may think it's just pandering, but it, it means something to these players and how they go forward. You know, the other thing I see with them uh, is how often – I know people may get on AJ Brown for that interception. I think that was overblown personally, but whatever. How often in the last two years did you feel like, do you remember an example of, of an Eagle not uh, going all out? Hmm. Oh, I, I saw it a lot of times. No, no, no. I'm talking about uh, with Nick as the coach. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't remember a lot of examples. My, my point no, is I don't no, remember a lot no. of examples. So I feel like he's getting the max out of these guys in terms of effort, Absolutely, yep. which there's a buy into that. So anyway, uh, I think all three you can make a case for. You guys made a great case for year two. I would have to side with Howie simply because I, uh, any great coach will tell you, look, I can I can X and O my rear end off, but I better have players. And I think he did a good job of getting Nick Sirianni players. So I and, and as unbelievable as Jalen has been, I think ultimately it's it, it's the architect who brought the players in here. And and Howie took a lot of heat for drafting Jalen. So I, I'm ultimately going to go with Howie, but I really think there's a strong case to be made for all three. But the mm -hmm. the growth that Jalen has has shown has just been unbelievable. unbelievable. You, you can you mean in future, man? Future, there is a true future now for this for this team. You know, it's it's, it's bright, man, because of this. You know yep. what I mean? It's, yep. it's definitely bright because of this. All right. So here's a question I have for you guys: Take Hertz out of it. All right. I'll put him aside. Who's the Eagles MVP this season? See, this is tough right here. This is tough. Wow. I, I, You know what? If I think about it too long, I'll never give you the answer. So I'm going to give you the answer. The first and foremost, uh, who comes to, comes to mind right now? Uh, and, and I'm going to have to say, see, now I'm thinking too much. Doggone it. Um, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to let a name slip out of my mouth. Um, I, I'm going to have, I'm going to say, wow. Uh I'm going to go with Kelsey. I'm going to okay. say Kelsey. I'm going to say Kelsey. You know, here's a guy who's been contemplating retirement uh, forever. 
he looked at a roster that got a lot younger last year, and there's a lot of question mark, a lot of question marks about what was it going to look like in 2022 after they bowed out against Tampa Bay uh, in that series, uh, in that playoff game. And something inside him told him, let me give it one more chance. He, he doesn't have the football juices out of his, his bloodstream yet. And he's coming back now, and he's arguably the best center in the game again right now through four games. And you look at how he gets off the ball and gets down the field to the second and third levels. You know, this dude's playing like he's 25 years old again. Yes, he is. When you, when you think about what his body has gone through, the injuries his body has endured, you know, you're always thinking about at this stage, okay, is there any slack off? Is there any down downward turn towards his game? And I honestly can say no. You know, when they when they go to the ISOs in the game, when they when they run off a big running play, whether he's he's shedding the D tackle and going straight ahead to the linebacker or the safety back there, or when he's pulling on a play, he's bouncing off two and three guys, and his guys running right behind him, picking up more yardage. And I would have to say how uh, Kelsey, because not only does he lead by the verbal word, he leads by the physical example every time he steps out on that field. It's a great answer. Barrett, that's a great answer. That's a tough one to follow. Man, it is tough, but I'll, I'll go with somebody that not only um, – he plays on the defensive side of the ball, but yeah. look how he's affecting the offensive side of the ball. I mean, I'm, I'm going with Darius Slay. Okay. You know, his All ability right. to rally the troops, number one, to still be, you know, one of the best corners in the league. Yeah. You know, the, the mere fact that you could put him on the best player on the field as far as wide receiver, and he could shut him down. Have, you know, yeah. half Slay will travel. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Yeah. You know, I mean, this, this, you know, that's that's literally what it is when you go with Darius Slay, and plus his demeanor on how he, 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 you know, he 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 has these guys, you know, rocking out. You know what I mean? You know, the the Batman stuff came from him. You know what I'm saying? The, you know, him going out and shutting down the best uh, wide receiver in the league at the time. He did that. Uh, you know how he gets the competitive juices going not just on the defensive side of the ball where he's challenging Bradbury, he's challenging Avante, he's challenging all these guys Epps to be the best players they could be, but also challenging the other side. All right, if you could beat me, you could beat anybody in the league. You know what I'm saying? I know I'm that good. You know, did I, you know, do you, if you could beat me, you could be anybody in the league. So I, I mean, I got to go with him, man. You know, mm-hmm. he's, 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 he's an instrumental leader in this, in this, in this whole, uh, in, on this whole team. Great. Again, two good answers. I'm going to go with A.J. Brown uh, okay. for, for this reason. I just think that he's altered this offense. A lot of it is hurts, uh, clearly. But now you have a guy who you can use in any situation. Other oh, blitzing. Let's go with a slant. Uh, not much happening downfield. I'll just throw a little five-yard out and break some tackles and make it happen. Or he can, he can bust it deep as well. Uh, you need him to break a tackle on the five-yard line if you throw him just a little hitch pad or whatever. He can break mm-hmm. a tackle and score. Uh, I just think he's changed the dynamic of the team. I think he's also brought a swag. Trey referenced T.O. earlier. I, I don't know if they had that guy necessarily. You know, like you have leaders like Kelsey and, and Lane and uh, and Hertz, but there's a swag with A.J. Brown that's different, man. And I think he just brought that over. He, got, he put the, the quarterback at a real comfort level because they are tight, and I think mm-hmm. it carries over to both sides of the ball. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I like Nathan. Nathan puts T.J. Edwards in there. Yep. I, I would absolutely give TJ Evans like a absolutely. right Oh, no question. There's no give, question. Give my man about a little bit of love. I, he, you he know, man. We didn't mention Lane Johnson, who hasn't Lane. given up a sack in two seasons. Yep. You know, we, there's a whole there's a whole slew of guys we can still mention it, and that's mm-hmm. why 
I started out and I almost let the words Miles slip off my lip because <laughs> when you look at the way Miles is running now, yes. and we've said this time and time again, Miles is running with more authority than I've ever seen him run the football. And we understand why. He's heard the question marks. He was he was verbose about it in training camp when he would run. I saw uh, a comment the other day. Every time he'd break off a big game, a game he would look at the gallery and uh, at the media gallery and scream out at the media gallery. Not not meaning a harsh, but like just letting them know you're gonna see a different Miles Sanders this year. And doggone it, if we haven't seen a different Miles Sanders, he's not dancing around behind the line of scrimmage. He puts his foot in the ground once, one turn and gone. You know, he's slipping and sliding his way down the field, picking up eight, nine, 15 yards of carry. He hasn't even been a major factor in the receiving game because he's been running the ball so well. Yeah. That offensive line has been blocking so well for him. Now, he had 27 carries this past game in a mutter game. I don't want to see him carrying the ball 27 times a game. I want to see him get about 18, 20, 21 touches a game. That includes the receiving game as well as the running game. But you know what? Miles Sanders has his proverbial chip on his shoulder. It's about his money. It's about respectability, and he's he's trying to shut up all the questions about his durability as well. Yeah, yeah. There, there's ah, nothing ah. like a guy who bet on himself, man. There is yeah. nothing like oh, yeah. that in terms of motivation and effort and everything else that goes into it. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right, uh, last one from the Eagles category, and then we'll, we'll dip into some other stuff here. But hotter coaching candidate right now, Steichen or Gannon? Woo! I'm sticking with Gannon. I said it a couple of weeks ago when you brought that up. I'm going to stick with Gannon. I'm okay. sorry, Steichen. Steichen, I'm sorry. Oh, Steichen? Okay. Yeah, I'm okay. sticking with Steichen. I'm staying with Steichen. I said that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, what he's been able to do in this offense in four games, you know, he's the best chess player up to this point I've seen. He's had to, he's had to alter his game plan four different ways to win games. You know, they ran the ball 50 times, mm-hmm. you know, against, uh, uh, against Jacksonville, against a defensive front. That was the best against the run, and he ran right through that defense. Like it. against Minnesota, he passed all over that that, that that porous zone defense. You know they had to mix it up uh, against Detroit coming out of the gate. That was their that was their preseason game. He had to mix it up, and he found a way to win and put up thirty eight points on the board. Okay, so I'm definitely going to say right now, Steichen has to be the hotter candidate in a game that is so offensive minded. And it's, let's face it, more offensive minded coaches are getting hired now than defensive minded coaches. I'm gonna say Steichen. How about you, Barry? I'm gonna go with uh, I, I'm gonna go with with Gannon. Simply because Gannon was the hottest thing out there on the team last year. Um, Gannon has definitely turned around this offense. I mean, his defense. He's put him up there as one of the top defenses in the league. They lead right now in sacks, lead in turnovers. Um, you know, and 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 no matter what, he's 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 never you know shot away from being the guy that you know he'll go up there, he'll take the criticism. You know, saying he'll 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 let you know what he's thinking, and um, you know, you you only wanted somebody to be one hundred with you. You know, what I'm saying, and that's what he's been thus far. Mm-hmm. These players trust him; they believe in him. And anytime you can win over players like Fletcher Cox, you are that dude. Because Fletch, mm-hmm. man, Fletch is one of those private dudes that he didn't let anybody in. Mm-hmm. But he he he's now believing in what what um what Gannon's talking about. So I'm gonna say Gannon. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go Gannon for a couple of reasons. One. Mm-hmm. He's already sort of established himself in the ranks in the yep. NFL. Like there's already a name there, and he's had a couple interviews. So I think that helps. Two, I think, and it's this isn't Shane Steichen's fault. I think potential teams may view it as, oh, this is still Nick Sirianni's offense. And and maybe he he gets a little bit overlooked because of that. Or right. 
Jalen Hurts is just so good. And he doesn't maybe he doesn't get the love that he deserves necessarily because of those two reasons. Whereas mm-hmm. I think they will still look at, at Gannon and, and and also and I have no idea how Shane Steichen would interview. I'm not this is not a knock on him. Right. But everything you hear is Gannon's ridiculous in an interview setting. So if, if all things are equal, even though they are more apt, Derek, you're right to go offense these <clears> days. <throat> They're all looking for the next Sean McVay, even though that's usually the way the teams go. I think Gannon might have a little bit of a jump on Steichen just because of the previous interviews. I think it helps him. That could that could be. Um, you know, a lot of times coaches who are considered high commodities will go to three or four interviews and don't get a don't get a head coaching job, but it's a good learning tool for them. And it lets you know that okay, people have that particular individual on their radar. Um but I also say when you consider the multitude of jobs that were open this past season and he didn't get one, mm-hmm. what was the reason for him not getting one? You know, was it just a courtesy interview because he has so many connections in the league? Do some people think he's not ready yet to make that transition? Do they need to see one more year right. of what he can do? Um, you know, you, you look at the defensive coordinators that got, got head coaching jobs. The Brandon Staley's, okay, um, the Robert Salas, you know their offenses. Now Chargers' offense is ahead of the curve, but you know they're still they're still not getting their teams over the hump, so to speak. And it starts mm-hmm. with their offenses. And you look at the offensive-minded coaches. They get look at look at Mike McDaniel's down in Miami. What he's done with that offense, you know, and all of a sudden their offense becomes a wow factor across the league now. Their ability to score and strike at any given moment, you know. But there, there's also that argument, um, and I've said this many, many times on multiple platforms. I think Eric Bieniemy is one of the most creative minds in the game, and he can't get a job. Right. It just, just blows me away that he still can't get a job. He's been considered one of the best offensive minds in the game for the last three to four years. He still can't get a job and can barely get interviews. Yeah. And you wonder why. Yeah. Now yeah. you're right. You're absolutely right. All right. Let's uh let's step aside. We'll come back. We'll get to buy or sell AFC NFC. Uh, a couple other news and notes kind of things. We'll dig a little bit more into the game tonight between the uh the Colts and the Broncos. We've got to buy a bunch of other stuff. Hey, by the way, tomorrow we're gonna be joined by Michael Barkan and Jose Romero, who covers the Cardinals in Arizona. Quick timeout, come back. Ben Davis, the one and only. We'll talk. We have the actually, we know he's going to be pitching now the first two games for the Cardinals. So we'll talk to Ben about the big series with the Phillies. First time in 11 seasons they are in the postseason. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Day, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Flynn Tree Services. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So, do you have any type of tree issues on your property or in your yard? If you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts at trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern Pennsylvania, South Jersey, and northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Now, keep in mind, we've had some really nasty weather, right? It's a good time to get your trees evaluated. Make sure you don't have any issues with the you know branches coming down, wires hitting your house, whatever the case may be. Go to their Facebook or Instagram page for a sampling of their work or more information. Flynn Tree Services. Give them a call. 610-850-2848. 610-850-2848. Or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. The greatest fans on earth. It's a bold statement. 
But would you expect anything less from Philadelphia? 58 years of heartache creates a toughness, a grit, a resolve not found in most. Sure, our prayers were answered, but now that we've had a taste, we're looking for more. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. It's the team you trust to bring it all together. The stories that impact your community, a sports roundup for the locals, and the AccuWeather forecast you depend on. Action News at 11 with Rick Williams. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Since 1977 at Rafferty Subaru, we have always been about our customers and the community. Early on, a safe and durable option, we've evolved to become the best overall brand according to Kelly Blue Book. Over the last 14 years, we've donated thousands of dollars through the Subaru Share the Love event and found homes for hundreds of pets. The Rafferty family is proud of our 45 years in business. This month, celebrate our anniversary with special financing on select models. Visit us and see why. At Stateside Vodka, every new customer gets the world's best rocks glass, free. What's that? Uh, a rocks glass? You're telling me that bottle is cut in half? You could say that. Holy shit. And you're telling me I can get one of these glasses for free? That's right. One free rocks glass per customer with each first-time purchase of Stateside Vodka. So good, it just disappears. On this Thursday, and we have playoff baseball starting tomorrow. Very exciting time to be a Philadelphia sports fan. That is for sure. He's Derek Gunn. He's Barrett Brooks. I'm Rob Ellis. Joining us now from NBC Sports Philadelphia. Does an awesome job both in the booth and in the studio. And he's repping his Malvern Prep Friars right there with the camo gear. And I'm, I'm digging the ceiling. What, like, what's going on, Ben? Where are we, man? Uh, I'm in my kitchen. Yeah. Okay. I'm in my kitchen. So, yeah, this is the kitchen. There's... You know, it's like HGT. The champ is here. Champ is here. See that blue gunner? It's got stuck on my wall. See that? There you go. There you yes. go. I like yes. that. And, and, what, and is, for, what is that on the wall? What what kind of bird is that on the it's wall? It's a Canadian goose. Okay. All right. Yes. And yeah, I see you have all your fish on your wall back there, Gunner. Yeah, I got a, I got a few, just a few. Hey, Gunner, did you did you read that article the other day in the paper about that one armed fisherman? No. What? He, he caught a fish. He caught a fish this big. I knew it was coming. <laughs> 
I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. I don't know why I fell for it again. You totally bit on that too, man. Oh my goodness. Like, what? what I totally saying? thought he was really going somewhere with that. That's unbelievable. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> Oh, uh, Ben's on fire. He is on fire. Stay away from the smoking, man. You inhaling, you're inhaling too much of that I smoke. Agree. I agree. This is what I go through every day. You know, for a hundred, what, 162 days. He comes in yesterday. He says, "Be Brooks, 160 new today, baby. 162." I'm like, this dude here is crazy, man. Yeah, this is what I go through gonna, every day, man. He's going to jump in the pool at the end of the interview. So. It's yeah. good. Um. Ben, look, first time in eleven years, man. It's uh, I, I am like, I'm like a schoolgirl. I'm so giddy for tomorrow. I can't even explain it to you. Uh, and I know how passionate you are uh, about baseball, about this team, et cetera, et cetera. I, that's where I want to start. Are, do you feel like it's like Christmas Eve for you right now today? I do. Um, it's just I can't believe it's been that long. I mean, I remember being in the studio back in, in 2011, and you know, you just you just thought in your mind because what the team had gone through for five straight years that it was just going to keep being like that every year, every year, every year, playoffs, playoffs, playoffs. And then we had some lean, lean years. And uh, now it's this ball club that I think that, that believe in themselves. Uh, they believe in each other. And I can't believe we're playing October baseball. This is, this is just awesome. I am, I am giddy like you, uh, Rob. Yeah. Beautiful, man. All right. So let, let's look at this. So we just found out that the Cardinals, at least we know game one and two, we TBA for three, if there is a three. Um, but any surprises, they go Jose Quintana and then they go Michaelis out, out of the shoot here, Ben, uh, you want to give us a little scouting report on each guy, but uh, any surprises that they go with those guys? Boom, boom. No, I think they're going with Quintana first to kind of maybe offset Schwerber and, and, uh, Harper. He's a lefty that, for people who don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, um, you know, I think that plays into it. I, I thought they would go with Michaelis, um, just because of, you know, his pedigree, but, Quintana has thrown the ball extremely well. And, you know, that I think that is a big thing. But I think it's more so to offset the lefties in the Phillies lineup. Uh, having said that, you know, Quintana, he's a guy that will give you something to hit. He's, he's not overpowering with the fastball like he had been when he first came up. Uh, but he will give you something to hit, what makes him change up a little slider. Uh, but the Phillies just have to be ready to hit. You know, when, they, when he gives you something to hit, the Phillies can't miss it. Hey, Ben, speaking of hitting, uh, hitting, how do you break down what is, uh, Bryce Harper has been going through since his return? He has not been the same hitter since before he injured that, that finger. No, and one thing that, that has me just a little concerned, but he's, he is just kind of a tick off. Um, yeah. he had some, he's had some good swings. Uh, I'd like to see him maybe trust himself a little bit more. He's not mm -hmm. letting pitches get deep in the strike zone. He's making a lot of outs off the end of the bat. Mm -hmm. And when he's good, he's driving. He's not just hitting the ball to left field. He's driving the ball to left field. Mm -hmm. And that's something that we haven't really seen uh, a couple times since he's been back. But, you know, we need to see that more frequently. And I think, you know, maybe having that lefty on the mound tomorrow night, maybe we'll keep that front shoulder in a little bit more. He'll stay on the pitch and drive it to left center, and that'll mm -hmm. really get him going. Hey, man, you know, this, this is new. Coach Thompson, you know, the skipper, first time being in the play, even though he's been in the playoffs, but never as the manager, never as the guy. Um, do you see any shortcomings with him going into the situation? I mean, does he get going to be status quo? I mean, what do you think? No, I think he's, you know, what you see is what you get with Topper. It's, it's, you know, you don't know if he won by 10 runs or lost by 10 runs. He's just the same guy every day. And I think that's really why this ball club has kind of gravitated towards him. Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of veterans on the team, but some younger guys too, but he lets these guys play. Um, he trusts in them. He said, 
you know, a couple of weeks ago, we were, we were in Atlanta and he said, this is one of the best clubhouses I've ever been in. These guys police themselves. He goes, I really don't have to do a whole lot. And he said, it's, it's, it makes my job a lot easier. But I don't think he's going to be, you know, you know, he's going to be under, under the big lights, you know, of the playoffs. And I don't think he's going to, he's not going to wilt to it. He's just, you know, he's the same guy every day. And I think, uh, again, that's what the, the players really like about him. Ben, let, let me ask you, playoff baseball, and this is an extreme here because it's three games and it's it's crazy. Everything's on the road for the Phillies, but a lot of it is about starting pitching. And mm-hmm. you go into this with Wheeler feeling real good about himself since coming off the IL with the way that he had pitched. He's also pitched extremely well against the Cardinals this year in, in, in his career. And Nola off of perhaps the most important and best game of his career on his last start. You have those guys going one-two. How important is that? It's it's huge. And, you know, you don't want to ever say I have to or in this game or I need to. But the Phillies have to win tomorrow night. They have their their gut, their big gun on the mound. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think it's very well within them to go out and, and sweep the Cardinals at their place. I think they could win two in a row. Uh, like you said, Rob, the way they've thrown the ball, Wheeler and Nola, their last two outings, they've been nothing short of spectacular. And I think if they can do that, you know, they can offset the big guns in the lineup with Goldschmidt and Arenado. Um, but they are, I think they're poised for this. But I think tomorrow, because it is such a short series, tomorrow night is a must win with Wheeler on the mound. All right, Ben, let's go to the elephant in the room. Uh, when you have to go to your bullpen, man, it's not just a job. It's an adventure as of late. <laughs> you know, I, I don't want to see Sir Anthony in there at a crucial point. I don't even know if I want to see Robertson in there. But when I'm looking at Eflin and Alvarado, those may be the guys that you have to use as your anchor in, in a crucial situation. And, yeah. and outside of that, I don't know. I, I, do you want to see Gibson? I, I, Syndergaard is like a, a proverbial roller coaster. How, how would you go beyond the starting pitching? Uh, I think you're going to see maybe Wheeler and Nola have maybe a little bit longer leash because okay. of the bullpen woes. Okay. Um, I think you can trust Eflin. I think you definitely obviously can trust Alvarado. Yeah. I think, with, you know, Robertson does have a good track record, especially in the playoffs. Uh, so he might be able to you know, switch things up a little bit. But um, with regards to Sir Anthony, I just don't think he has any confidence right now. I mean, yeah. he's got he's still throwing 100. But if you don't have that confidence, you don't say, you know, I can throw 100, but I know it's going to go to this spot. You know, you're not going to be as effective. You're not going to have the same finish on your pitches. Um, but is I think you will see a little bit longer leash for the starters just because of uh, the you know, they just the bullpen has not been dependable in the last couple of weeks. Ben, back end. Um, I know sometimes it's matchups. I get it. So if it's the eighth inning, he might go with somebody specifically. But for you, how would you set up, say, eight, nine in an ideal you know, set up closer situation. Who would you go with? Well, I think if it's, if it's eight, if it's the eighth inning and you're getting Goldschmidt and Arenado in the same inning, Alvarado is coming in the eighth inning. Okay. Cause you know, I, I think that's, that's more of a safe situation than it would be in the ninth inning mm-hmm. uh, with the, the bottom half of the lineup coming up. Uh, that's, I think that's the way Rob Thompson has approached it this year. I think a lot of other managers are starting to do the same thing, mm-hmm. but I think it's, it's going to be Alvarado getting the, the ball at the back end of it. Would you tinker with the lineup much at this stage, or is it too late? Um, I think the lineup's going to stay the same. Okay. I think it's going to stay the same. You're going to see Schwerber at the top and, you know, so on and so forth. But uh, the only thing that might be a little bit different is if, you know, the, it might be a little bit different. Maybe you see, you know, Brace Harper in the four-hole and Alec Bohm in the three-hole. He's done that against lefties, so maybe that's a possibility tomorrow night. Um, 
just to kind of stagger the righties and the lefties in the lineup. Would that give him like a little confidence? Yeah. That give a little confidence? Would that give him a little confidence, you know, at at the bat, put him at the cleanup? Yeah, it might. Um, You know, and plus it's going to be possibility with more guys on base. You know, the way, you know, Bone led the team in batting average uh, in hits this year. And so I, I think that, you know, it gives you maybe a little bit better chance of having someone on base before Bryce Harper comes up. Um, I think Reese is definitely going to stay in the two hole and obviously score at the top. But I think that with that dynamic, you could have maybe a base runner or two when Harper comes up. So you have to give him something to hit. If you were making out the lineup card, what would you do? That's the way I would have it. I'd have Schwarber. Okay. I'd have Schwarber, Hoskins against the lefty, Bohm, and then Harper, and then JT, and then Castellanos, and so on and so forth. Okay. Ben, give us a little intel here on this Cardinals team, 93 and 69. but They've had it wrapped up for a little while, so they've kind of limped to the finish a little bit here. Uh, I don't know how much of that is just taking your foot off the gas pedal and you lose some intensity, which is only human nature, I guess, versus – they're maybe not playing great baseball right now. How do you view the way they are going into this? Well, I think they, you know, they did take their foot off the gas a little bit because they had everything wrapped up. They, they were able to give their, their big guys a, a little bit of a breather. Um, but I think, you know, I think they're beatable. I think this was by far the best matchup for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, I just do. They don't really, I mean, other than Goldschmidt and Arenado, they have both had a hundred RBIs, but you go through the rest of that lineup and it's kind of eh. Yeah. So, you know, and I know it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. But they just – the other guys in the lineup, even pool holes, they just don't scare me. And I think you can pitch to these guys, especially with the stuff that Wheeler and Nola have in the first two games. I think you can pitch to them and just say, you know what, I, I'm going to make my pitches. I'm going to get you out. If there's an opportunity or a position in the game where maybe you do have a base open, then you maybe, maybe pitch around them a little bit and see if they'll go fishing. But uh, I think they can attack. I do. Can you put it in his proper perspective what the feel-good story of Pujols has been like this year, what it's meant to baseball in general this year? Well, I think it shows that, you know, if perseverance is, is something that, you know, not a lot of people have, but if you do have it, what a trait to have. And the, his work ethic continues to be as good as anybody's. Uh, I mean, to put up the numbers that he has, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we were there in June. Was it June or July? We were July. there. And I'm a big, I'm a big fan. So I still have, I still send balls to the other clubhouse to get signatures. So Pujols was able, was kind enough to sign two balls for me. And on it, he wrote Albert Pujols, number five, 600 homers, 3000 hits, you know, 2000 RBIs. He wrote that on each ball on on the two balls. Mm. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that's really, really cool. And now I'm thinking, well, now the ball's, out of date because now he's got 700 home runs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, he, was, he didn't even think he was going to get there. No, he right, looked cooked right. in, in California, man. He looked yeah, yes. yes, he was. He wasn't able to do anything or stay behind any ball. And, you know, what he's done this year, I mean, it, is, it really is a really good feel-good story. And, you know, for, you know, he's a generational player and, and maybe, maybe the best right-handed hitter of all time. Yeah. Mm. Wow. I got, wow. I got to ask you about Real Muto because – it was a slow start. You know, we tend to forget that now. And, you know, a little controversy with the, you know, the, the uh, COVID, uh, you know, having this, taking the shots and all that. But he got a couple of days off and he worked on some things, some mechanics and whatnot. Ben, I'll tell you, man, he he's he won't win an MVP, but he's he should at least be in a top five, top seven with the kind of all-around season that he had. Just talk about his turnaround a little bit. 
I would agree with that. And I think after I think after April, he had four RBIs. Four. The turnaround that he has made, I mean, he was by far the team MVP. But first and foremost, he plays every day. And you just don't see that out of catchers. He 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 won the, you know, not one, but he caught more innings than anybody. And it wasn't even close. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many games he started and, and everything that he's done. His defense was ridiculous. I mean, his average pop time was like a 1.82. So that's the time it hits his mitt to the time it gets to the middle infielder's glove at second base. 1.82. The league average is two. I mean, that is like – that blows everyone out of the water. I mean, he was so accurate. He, he's just – and what he do, has done offensively, just driving baseballs – I mean, stealing bases, he finally mm-hmm. got caught the other day for the first time. But he was just phenomenal. He was, I mean, no doubt the best catcher in baseball. You know, he, get that, he gets that moniker BCIB. But, yeah, he is the best catcher in baseball. Hmm. <laughs> well, you I mean, now, you know, the, what it, whatever they call it, you know, these young guys, you know, what are they looking like, you know, going into this system? You know, Verling, you know, Maytown, all these young guys. You know, what, what, what are you looking for them going into this playoffs? You know, say, is this just a warm up for them or, you know, what what place do they have on this team right now? Well, first and foremost, you know, look at Bryson Stott. I just need him to catch the baseball. That's right. that's number one thing. You know, being up the middle, being a, a middle infielder, you have to catch the baseball. And, and he's been really good at that all year. I think if you get anything out of him offensively, it's just going to be a bonus. But he has strung together some pretty good at bats. And I mean, where he came from earlier in the year. I was thinking this guy's just—he's just not going to hit. And he ended up getting his batting average up to two forty-five or something like that, whatever it is, two thirty something. Um, from where he came from, it's—it speaks volumes about you know his stick to itiveness and able to to really grind out at bats. And you know, I need him to just play good defense. I think it's you know you're going to see Marsh in center field. Um, you might see Verling, possibly maybe as a pinch hit against a lefty later in the ball game. But I think the lineups are going to be pretty much set. You know, no hall. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I, I'll be honest with you, Barrett. I don't even know if he's going to. Is is did he make the playoff roster? Uh, I haven't looked at it. I haven't, I haven't seen it. If he, if he, yeah, yeah I, I don't know if there's going to be room for him. Be honest yeah. with you, because mm-hmm. you know, although having a nice big left-handed bat off the bench would be good, but I just don't know if they're going to have enough room on that on that playoff roster for him. Ben, we know oftentimes as Schwarber goes, they go right, mm-hmm. and it. Coming out of that Chicago series, man, you're saying to yourself, here we go again. Yeah. But he really spearheaded that that national series, which kind of got them to where they needed to get to with the finish line. How important is it that he's hot right now in going into this, this series? It means everything because you need that at the top of the lineup. You, you want guys on base. His on-base percentage is, is still really good. He, you know, he will take a walk. Um, but what he's done with the bat, I mean, it's he, it seems like he just can flip a switch and he's hitting pepper and balls out of the ballpark line to line. It is, it is fun to watch how strong he is. And you're looking at him, you like, it, it shouldn't be that strong, but yes, he is that strong. Um, you know, it's, it's, he means a lot to this lineup and obviously being on base um, for the rest of the guys to get better pitches. Like we talked about earlier. Um, it's, he, he means a lot. I think he is the, you know, he's the, the guy that he's like the catalyst for this lineup without a doubt. Ben, this is such a quick series. What yeah. must this Phillies team do to avoid making a quick exit? Uh, I think that starting pitchers have to go deep in ball games. Uh, they have to be good with runners in scoring position, and they have to catch the baseball. I mean, that's the bottom line. You know, I don't need you to make any gold glove plays out there, but catch the ball when it's hit at you. Um, you know, be accurate with your throws. But the pitchers have to go deep, and I think runners in scoring position is going to be a key, key factor with this team moving forward. 
Mm. All right, Ben, this may sound like a crazy question because you had a, you had two teams with 101 wins in the Braves and the Mets, a team with 111 wins with the Dodgers. But should Rob Thompson have a real chance at winning manager of the year considering what he's done? Just the fourth manager ever to manage a team that was seven games under 500 when he took over and lead him to the postseason. Yeah, I think his winning percentage is just a, a tad under 600. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, what the turnaround that they made was nothing short of spectacular. Um you know, yeah, I think he deserves very strong consideration. The only thing I think that might keep him back is the fact that they had a $205 million payroll. So it was kind of like you're waiting for these guys to, to come out of their the doldrums and, you know, make the adjustments. And they eventually did that. But I think it was his managerial style that really enabled the ball club to get back on their feet and, and play just really good baseball. But I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he, you know, if he leaves with the manager of the year, because in my, my opinion, yeah, he deserves it because the turnaround was drastic. Any sense of what you're going to get out of Castellanos? Cause I, I frankly, I have no idea. No, <laughs> no. I mean, it's just, you know, I just don't know what he's so aggressive uh, early in counts. I mean, they pitched him the same the whole year, all year. And yeah. he hasn't made that many adjustments. So he made a couple, I mean, he started to get hot there for a little while before he went on the IR with the oblique injury. I don't even know if that thing is completely healed, to be honest with you, because you see him kind of wince at home plate on some couple swings. So, you know, maybe he's not completely healed, but I, I don't know, Rob. I don't know what you're going to get out of him because, you know what, it just seems like he just goes up there and swings. Like, there's really no approach, and that's the thing that kind of has me worried. No. Hey, Ben, wh- whether it's the Phillies or the Cardinals now, from a fan perspective, pick one player that you're going to be watching closer than any other player um, for whatever the reason may be. I don't care if it's on either team. Uh, I'm going to say Schwerber. Okay. Say Schwerber. Um, because like like Rob said, he's, he makes the team go. And I think if he continues to stay hot, the Phillies have a really good chance. Really good chance. I'll follow up with a Cardinal question. Ben, other than Goldschmidt and Arenado, who are two monsters, studs, who's a guy to kind of watch out for a little bit here that could, you know, I that could sneak up on you or could do some damage that nobody's really kind of looking at right now. Um, there's a guy that I think that kind of flies under the radar and it's T-Max. One of T-Max's favorite names to say is Newt Bar. No, oh, Lars, Lars Newt, Newt Bar. Newt Bar, yeah. yeah. Sounds yeah. like he should be a defenseman for, for yeah. the Flyers. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, but he's, he's not, you know, I think he hit just a hair under 280. Mm-hmm. Uh, he plays a very good outfield. And he's a guy, a guy that kind of I think can fly under the radar a little bit. Okay. And he has some veterans on the ball club, like Yadier Molina. I mean, he's had not a very good year, but he's been in this situation. He knows yeah. how to produce, you know, in the clutch. Yeah. And he's been in, on this stage before, obviously, winning multiple World Series. So, um, you know, and then you got Pujols in there as well. I mean, he wants to make a lasting impression with, yep. with the fans and, and baseball in general. So, um, yeah, they do have a couple weapons, but again, I just think you can pitch to these guys, and I think that the Phillies are going to be okay. I hope I'm right. All right. <laughs> Me get, too. Got to get your impressions on the on the Eagles start. I know what a big sports fan you are in general, so Eagles four and zero start before we get you out of here. Yeah, I um, I didn't see Jalen being this good. I, I just mm-hmm. didn't. I was. I'll be the first one to tell you, I was a doubter. Um, but his leadership abilities. I mean, just listening to his, his post-game, you know, not presser, but when he went into the locker room afterwards, the, the speech he gave to the ball club. I mean, that's – that's you're thinking this guy's what is he, 24 years old? Yeah. You know, and you're thinking, man, this guy is a leader already. And you have some veterans on the team, Lane Johnson and Kelsey. These guys are older guys. 
But to hear that coming from the – let's face it, the quarterback's the number one player on the team. That's, yep. that's, that's the way it always has been, always will be. But I didn't see him being this good. Um, I hope he can stay healthy, especially, you know, after the last game. That, you know, there are some runs there that I'm thinking, I don't know if he's going to get up from that one. Mm-hmm. But, um, but I think, uh, you know, he's given them such a great chance. I, I didn't see them being this good, and the defense has been pretty good. Um, you know, you gotta love. I just hope some of the injuries don't start to, to stack up because they were quite a few in that last book. Last no game. doubt. All right. Okay. Yeah, but I leave, I got, I yeah, man, I gotta get in. Big Jake. Big Jake. Big Jake. Yeah, his his uh his nephew plays uh starts guard for Stanford. So you know. Oh yeah. We didn't want to leave out before we talk about. Big How's Jake. he doing? I, I know Big Jake. Big Jake and my son played Narberth basketball against one another, and Big okay. Jake looked like a grown man. And my, my son, was like a it was, yeah, I was like, these two are the same age. Like, what's yeah. happening here? But anyway, yeah, he's, uh, he's he's great. He's doing great. He's this is the third year he's been starting for them. So, um, you know, and he still actually has. He's a senior this year, but they have another year for COVID. So. He's trying to figure out what what he wants to do, but um, you know, maybe go to a maybe a little bit bigger of a football powerhouse than than what Stanford's because they haven't had the best year in right. the last couple of years really. So, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy for him. He's he's a great kid, and um, you know, we always say you know, baby Jake because he was the third in his family, and he was always baby Jake, and now he's like. Yeah. <laughs> when he makes you look small, Ben, that's a big dude. Okay? Yeah, that is he's, a big he's enormous. He's yes, enormous. Absolutely. So, uh, but he's All having right, fun wh- out there. He, he likes it. Where can we catch you uh, with with, uh, with postseason cover? I know, unfortunately, the games are not on uh, NBC Sports Philadelphia. It's a bummer for all the fans. But are you going to be doing still doing studio stuff? Where are you going to be? Yeah, at? we're going to be doing the pre and post game show uh, tomorrow. So I think we go on it was a two o'clock game. So we go mm-hmm. on at one thirty tomorrow and then we'll be going on at eight o'clock on saturday night um yeah so that's we'll be down uh actually we'll be down at uh live casino tonight too doing uh some some different things um cool. with ricky bow and larry bow and john clark but um but yeah it's we're gonna do a pre and post so yeah tune in before uh before the game comes on i think first game tomorrow's abc right uh yeah i think so i think yeah. you're right yep yeah. absolutely all right ben listen man uh appreciate it uh and you got to get some more stuff up on the wall because Gunner thinks he's got you. Because yeah, like man, you slack you. you four you're little slacking, up there. Next right? time I'll do it down the cellar. You can see what I got down there. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right big, what big horn sheep, a moose, or what? <laughs> hey, I was. I just got back from dove hunting. I was dove hunting this morning. Yeah, you're all camoed up, man. I, I could tell. Yeah, we whacked them pretty good this morning. So we we're hunting in sunflower patch. It was really cool. Nice. Hey, hey, Ben. Um, <laughs> one of my son-in-laws is a big hunter, man. And uh, last year he he had some dove and he put them on a skewer. And wrapped it with bacon, and we put it on the grill. Have you done that? Yeah. Let me tell you something. It was, and then he put jalapeno pepper. You know, he called it cream cheese. Oh my god! Yes. Oh <laughs> my <laughs> goodness, man. I was first. I'm thinking, wait a minute, dove. And I've, I've shot dove, but I've never eaten them. I'm like, uh, right, I'm right, like, right. Oh my goodness. Well, yeah. and every time I said, hey, you got any more dove in the freezer? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is, you need like a hundred of them to make a meal. Yeah, right. yeah exactly. <laughs> I hear you. Like, yeah, French check, fries man. or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Ben, oh, we appreciate you, man. All right, Thanks guys. Anytime. Minutes. Thanks for having Thanks me. Fun catching Thank up. You, ben. Thanks, Ben. All right, that's Ben Davis. Uh, he's a trip, man. Ben is Great Ben guy. is one of a kind. Um, all right, so we'll come back. We will set our sights back on football, guys. We're going to finish our buy sell with the AFC. We stopped at the Titans. Got a bunch of others I'm going to throw at you. We have the NFC too. I'll give you some updates from Eagles practice today. Who's practicing? Who isn't? Who's there? Who's not? All those kind of things. When we get back, you don't want to go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. 
With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go birds! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go birds! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Score and save in Southeastern PA in Delaware with Colony Pools this football season. And let the experts close your pool with a custom Merlin safety cover in green for the birds. And if you join our winter watch team, we'll give you another 20% off and Colony Pools will handle it all. Keep your tiles on your pool, not in your pool. Fly with Colony right now, birds fans. Visit flywithcolony.com. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown's five-day used car super sale. Jeff puts an end to high prices now. Five days of the best car, truck, and SUV deals ever. Over 1,000 vehicles, every make and model. Stop overpaying. See Jeff today and get a quality car, truck, or SUV now. The five-day used car super sale. Experience how easy it is to deal at Jeff's. Nobody treats you better. Nobody gives you more. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown. GoJeffAuto.com. Hanging out with you guys on this Thursday. We are Sports Take Jacobs Sports YouTube Network. He's Derek. He's Barrett. I am Rob. All right. So practice today. I'm just trying to give you some updates on uh, on what's going on here with various Eagles that uh, that you know are banged up. We gave you the report a little bit earlier. Although he's not practicing, uh, Jordan Mailata, uh says he's feeling relatively good. No tears. Uh, that's the good news. He's day to day. It's probably going to come down to a game time decision. So he's a spectator. Jake Elliott is a spectator too. He's watching uh, Dicker the kicker, you know, doing his thing, wearing number thirteen. It's a guy's name. I, it's, it's, it's his name. It's, you know. Anyway, I know, I know, I know. Just like you know, just like hoe you fat. Correct. 
Yes. Let's keep moving. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that's where that is with, with my Why do I deal with these guys every day? I don't know, man. It's not it's easy. His name, man. You got Digger the Kicker and hold you fat. Correct. Yes. So <laughs> come on, man. What is wrong with these people, man? I, I know. Unbelievable. Um, this show has been canceled due to inappropriate material. <laughs> he, well, my lot at least says he is uh, going to make the trip to uh, to Phoenix for what it's worth. But um, And Avante is not doing anything, any, even any kind of side work. So that's everybody else is at least, you know, working out either on the side Right. Or practicing in some capacity, we know it can be limited, you know, et cetera. But you, you know, know what exactly was Maddox? Huh? What exactly was my my, uh, my life? Maddox? Uh, Maddox injury, yeah. Rib, right? Did he? Yeah. Wasn't it a rib? I think he had rib issues. Um, so you know, they're they're obviously they got to be cautious with a couple of the guys who were in concussion protocol uh, as well. But that's you know, I, I think considering how they came away from that game, it's it's pretty decent news at least so far. All right, so let, let's jump back to where we were here, guys. We were in, we were doing buy or sell, meaning I think this team could get something going, get on a run. I'm buying it. Selling is obvious. I want I don't want any parts of this, okay? So we did the Jags and the Titans thus far. We'll get to the NFC in a second. So are you buying or selling these teams? I'll go to the next one. They play tonight. It's a critical game for them because it's been an awful, awful start uh, to the season. The one that had pretty good expectations for them. And that's the Indianapolis Colts. They're one, two and one right now. They're taking on a Bronco team. That's two and two. That also hasn't looked great. Frankly, you know, they, they've kind of, they, they've won a couple games, but it hasn't been pretty. Um, but let's start with the Colts buying or selling Derek gun selling. Um, okay. this, as you just said, this is the team that had a lot of promise as I've looked at this team. It's just something that's not clicking. They had the defense. They've got the the reigning rushing champ back there who who may not play tonight because he's banged up. Um, the wide receiving core has been pedestrian like, and uh, Matt Ryan has been up and down uh, in that offense. Um, I don't like what I'm seeing from him right now, and so uh, with that said, I'm I'm selling on the Colts. Okay, Barrett, I- I'm selling also. Um, you know, patchwork at the at the at the quarterback position just isn't good. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, like you said, is not playing. On defense side of the ball, Shaq Leonard, you know, their best player, he's out. So, I mean, I, you know, he just came back one game. Now he's out already. Uh, their safety, you know, Julian Blackman, he's he's also out. It's just tough. You know, it's tough for me to 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 buy into their team when, you know, they can't even take advantage of that, that offensive line that they have. You know, they got a pretty good offensive line, but they can't take advantage of it. Yes, Naheem um, Hines is, is, is pretty good, but I haven't seen him do much, you know, and, and – you know, considering the fact that this team had high aspirations of being a, a a really competitive team, I just haven't seen it. All right, and, and again, both teams without their their number one backs, uh, Jonathan Taylor out for this game with an ankle. They don't think it's long term. Uh, Javante Williams is long term; uh, he is done for the season. So, both teams tonight in that matchup are missing their their key guys here. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not. I I think. The, the Colts have probably reached the point where they realize they got to stop trying to do the older quarterback recycle mode and, and, and get somebody young and develop Quick them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Denver tried to do it and they're still trying to do it for a long time. Right. There is similarities there with right. both of those teams, but at some point you got to bite the bullet and just try and get one of these younger guys easier said than done, but they got to try it. All right. Cleveland, Cleveland off to a two and two start. They're doing it with 
you know, Jacoby Brissett, they've had some other guys banged up. Miles Garrett, of course, had the car accident. Uh, you know, they've, they've, they've overcome a lot. It's been a, it's been a circus all off season. Um, I'll, I'm buying, by the way, I'll just tell you, I'm buying Cleveland, uh, because <laughs> I love the run game. Yeah. I, I, I like, you know, what Chubb's doing, but I also like other pieces there. And I think their defense once, once Garrett gets right is, is really tough. Um, but I'm, I'm buying Cleveland. Where are you guys at? Whoever wants I, I'm, I'm buying, I'm buying them also. Um, I, Jacoby Brissett is playing well enough to keep him very, very competitive. Uh, that offensive line just moves the crowd, you know, for Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Defensively, Miles will be back probably uh, not this week, but next week. Jadavian Clowney, he'll be back pretty soon also. Um, they bring they bring an intensity, you know, saying, especially, you know, on their defensive side. I love their secondary, you know. Uh, Greg Newsom, you know, I actually played with his pops. Um in Green Bay, but you okay. know, Greg News is a real good player. I like um the other safety, uh Grant Dell pick. Denzel Ward is one of the top corners in the league. Um they they have a nice, nice defense. So when you can run the ball and play great defense, you know, it gives you an opportunity to win. How about you, Derek? Um, I'm still trying to figure out what Cleveland is. We said before the season kicked off, if they can play five hundred ball this year they would be in a good position until Watson gets back. Uh, and they've done that through four games. But you, 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 they beat the Panthers, they beat the Steelers, but they lose by one point to the Jets and they lose by three points to the Falcons. Right. And so I'm trying to figure out what this team is or is not. Now, this Sunday they have a huge statement game against the Chargers at home. Luckily for Cleveland, that's, that game's at home. Next week's game against the Patriots is at home. Then after that, they go Ravens, Bengals, Dolphins, Bills, Buccaneers, back to back to back to back. That's where we're going to find out what this team is or is not. But with all that said, right now, I'm buying I'm buying the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Jacoby Brissett has played better uh, than a lot of us thought they would. Um, you know, the, the, the team is not – I look at them like junkyard dogs. You know, they, you know what they are. They, they, they're they just a junkyard dog type team. You know, they have the talent, but you don't know which team is going to show up. But you know one thing about them. They're going to scrap tooth and nail until the bitter end. Yeah. But I like what they're doing. And with those two running backs, if those two running backs stay healthy, they're going to be in more games than not. So I'll, ta- I'll tell you what I, what I wonder about more is what does this look like when Deshaun Watson comes back? Exactly. Right, right. You know, at what, is he, we, that's a hard thing to we, just pick it up running that late into the season. Will we be having the same conversation similar to what we talk about when we look at the Dallas Cowboys? What are they going to look like when Dak comes back? Are they going to be as efficient uh, compared to right now with Cooper Rush quarterback in that team? You know, right. that's that's a big if. Yeah, you know, you're talking about two mega money quarterbacks in Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson. And, you know, and the understudies may be the one carrying this team, depending on how the coaching staff in the front office feels about the direction the team is going in. Absolutely. Yeah. Good comp, uh, Gunner. Good comp there. Uh, Ravens, right? I never thought we'd be, I'd be after, you know, week four posing this to you guys for a buy or sell, because I thought mm. uh, you guys know I had them bouncing back huge this year. Um, yeah. But a lot of cracks here in the armor, you know, whether it's the defense, whether it's Harbaugh compensating for his, that he doesn't believe in his defense, you know, whatever. They're two and two right now, and they have a really big game this week. So, are we buying or selling the uh, the Ravens, Barrett Brooks? I, I'm, you know what, I'm selling. Wow, I, I'm selling. I, I mean, I, I love that. 
I love everything about Lamar Jackson, his ability to go out there and control games. Uh, but he can put out, no matter how many points he puts up, that defense is just so porous. I thought Justin Houston was going to be, you know, an outside rusher for him. He hasn't – he's he's hurt right now. And then my boy Calais Campbell, the, the you know, he hasn't – he hasn't been healthy. I mean, he hasn't done what he used to do, you know, like when he was with the Jags, when he was with the Cardinals. You know, he's just not that imposing of a player anymore. So – um, I'm not buying because their defense used to be that their secondary was locked down. Uh, they're porous right now. Mm-hmm. You know, Marlon Humphrey is, is playing just okay. Marcus Peters is getting toe out the frame. So I, I, I just can't I can't buy into them because their defense, I could always rely on a Ravens defense pulling through, but they they're just not good right now. Okay. Derek. I'm shocked that both of the games Baltimore lost were in the same manner. The opponents came from behind at home in their backyard and, and beat them in the Dolphins and, and the Bills. Big leads, too. Yeah. Big leads, and they both blew – they were up on the Bills 20-3 to three and blew that lead and allowed Buffalo to come back and win that game. Um, and, and it's really shocking that Baltimore's defense has been as porous as it has when you consider it's not it's not the defense last year that was just beat up and all the players fell right. by way of yeah, injury. exactly. You know, That's what I'm saying, yeah. You, yeah, and you hear the players talking about it's been communication. A veteran defense talking about inconsistent communication, which has been the, the big difference for this team. Because it's still early in the season, and because that man named Lamar Jackson is under center, I'm still buying. I'm still buying the Ravens right now. I'm not. Re- I'm not ready to sell yet on the Ravens. I'm not either in this sense uh, because of Lamar on the other side, but because I can't imagine the defense keeps playing this badly. I, you know, no, no. and I. I, maybe Harbaugh finally learns from this game that you know what I can't I can't always go to the analytics or I can't try and I, I got to trust my defense a little bit. I think maybe he this this is a learning process. I, I don't know how he didn't learn from last year, but yeah, yeah. Uh, it, there's too many too many of these decisions that are really biting in the rear end. And and I'm not letting Lamar off the, the hook. That there was a really bad interception. So it was a combination of things. But I'm not writing them off. All right, and put it to that way. All right, uh, let's. Let's stay with this this for a minute. Um, Steelers, Barrett, your mm. old team. Give you first crack at, at Pittsburgh. What? Sold, sold, <laughs> sold. There's, there's signs all over the place. Oh man, it's, it's, discount. It's, it's a horrible yeah. situation. In fact, you know, you know, you buy you buy one player, you get one free. You know that's how bad <laughs> it is right now for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, and, and they're gonna go through their bumps and bruises now because they have a they have a Kenny Pickett. They're, he's not a starter now. He's these young. He's got to fill his way through. Last week he threw three picks, but you know he's still a young guy, so he's going to go through those bumps and bruises. But he still shows the capacity to still push the ball down the field. The offensive line is this is the right. This is the reason why I'm selling. Those guys can't block anybody consistent. They can't block the pass right, and they can't block the run. Usually you're good at one and not the other. They're bad at both. Okay. So anytime you got a team that you can't do anything with that offensive line, I, I don't like it. I mean, and they have weapons. You know, George Pickens, you know, their their second-round pick. He's a beast, man, from Georgia. He's a baller, mm-hmm. but he just don't have opportunity. Deontay Johnson, he's one of the best receivers in the league, but he can't get the ball because they don't can't protect enough to push the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. Chase Claypool, I mean, big, yeah, there's, there's talent being wasted. Yes, yeah. a lot of talent being wasted. Then you have Najee Harris. He's trying to do everything by himself, trying to do everything, catch the ball, run the ball. He's trying to do everything. Block, help it, help an offensive line block, but he just can't do it himself. And the defense, 
I don't care what it is, man, but they are like 0-8 now without um, T.J. Watt. Yeah. yeah that, that was that was a death blow, man. That was a death blow. In Absolutely. So I, I, their, their soul is it's the dumpster <clears throat> fire. You know, it's, I mean, I can't even – I can't even pawn these guys off right now. Okay. Uh, Derek? I never thought I would say that about a Mike Tomlin team, considering his track record over 15 years, never having a losing season. But looking at this team right now, you're turning it over to a rookie quarterback, you know, and rightfully so because Trubisky is just not that guy anymore. Uh, Kenny Pickett is going to go through his lumps. Bear is right. The offensive line has not been that stout offensive line that we're accustomed to seeing. Right. The defense, the defensive front seven without TJ Watt in there is pedestrian like at best. And I can't believe I'm saying this, but the stock market shows that right now the Steelers are a bad investment. So I'm, sell- <laughs> I'm, selling, I'm selling the Steelers right now. All right. Uh, before we get to the other teams, uh, I- I'm selling them as well. Uh, Brady, yeah. full practice today, says the arm. And you remember he took a pretty nasty shot before the half of that game. Right. Right. Says he feels good. He's doing everything. There's no limitations on him. Hey, speaking of Brady, it's interesting you should say that because another comment just came out from his press conference. He was asked about uh, what he thinks about the quality of football in the NFL this year with so many teams at two and two. He said, I've watched a lot of bad football this year, a lot of poor quality football. And excited as we are week in and week out talking about the great plays and 23 games decided by three points or less in the first four weeks. Has the quality of football in the NFL, at the NFL level been that watered down, Mr. Brooks? Yes, it has been. Um, it's, 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 it's leaving that tough brand of football that we're used to seeing. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm used to seeing guys go out there and really play. This isn't, this isn't, you know, I mean, it's, it's snowflake calls or, you know, are just happening right now. And I, I just don't like it, man. You know, you can't be that physical these days. You get too physical and they throw a penalty for, for you know, being too, being too rough. I never thought I'd see that before. You know, a uh, uh, a player getting a flag thrown at him for not for being too rough. What is that? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even talking about the quarterback, leaving the quarterback out of it, leaving receivers out of it. But I'm talking about defensive linemen being too rough on the offensive line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just to me, it, it has went down a little bit, man. But you know, offense wins uh, wins um, views. Yeah, I mean, I look. I think to be expected with the lack of preseason games, uh, and also. There have been a lot of close games, and that doesn't mean that they're necessarily well-played games, too, yes, right? Yes, so there is a exactly. distinction there, but I think it'll get better. Uh, I think this week is when we start to see it turn up a little bit more. You get through that that little quarter pole where we are right now. All right, let's finish up the AFC. Let's go Chargers, another team I didn't think we'd be discussing right now, but they're in a brutal division. They're off to a 2-2 two and two start. They've dealt with some injuries, you know, for sure. Um, they bounced back nicely last week. Uh, where are you at with this one? I'm 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 buying still. You know, I'm still a, a big fan of um Justin Herbert. Um I like once they once they get Keenan Allen back, mm. I think the offense is gonna open all the way up then. They don't have Keenan Allen, even though they lost their uh, all world um offensive tackle. I think you know they're gonna be all right still. You know, I like Austin Eckler, runs the ball consistently. But they have got to get Keenan Allen back. You know, he's he's a force, man. And you, you give him an opportunity to go out there and um and, and draw coverage to him, it's gonna open it up for everybody else. Mike Williams is leading the team right now as far as you know, um uh targets and 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 I just think that he's more so a guy that you he's a deep threat. You know, I don't think he's really 
that guy that you want to have him, you know, every single play going to him every single play. Mm-hmm. So um, him, if he comes back, if uh, Kenan Allen comes back, the defense is mm-hmm. is is got JC um, JC Jackson back. They will be a force to be reckoned with. You know, two guys coming off the edge, and uh, Kenneth Murray in the middle of that defense. I, I think they're going to be all right. So yes, I am. I am still. I am still buying them. Derek, I'm buying them because other than yeah. Kansas City, the division's not as good as we thought. So nope. you you can survive this. Like I think they can easily be a wild card team. You know, they may not win the division because I think the Chiefs are going to, but they could certainly finish second and certainly be a a ten win team. Uh, I think they're too good not to. Um, so I'm absolutely buying this team. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. When you look at that defense alone, I mean, Casey, uh, J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, and Nasir Adderley, and Asante Samuel Jr., that's one of the best secondaries in the game when they're healthy, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you look at the fact that uh, who they have rushing a passer on that team, you know, Khalil Mack. Uh, you got to get Bosa healthy, but yeah. You got to get Bosa healthy, but still, that's a formidable defense. And you're right, if Keenan Allen gets back, whenever he gets back, that offense is going to be explosive again. I'm a big fan of Justin Herbert. Um, I think th- they're going to make a playoff push. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I think they're going to be right there at the wild card, especially since you have the extra wild card now with the seventh team. Uh, so I'm still in. I still got my money on the Chargers. Okay. Let's go quickly through the last two because I want to get to the NFC. Uh, Broncos, Barrett. I'm selling. I'm okay. selling. I-, I don't believe in their uh, offensive concepts. You know, I-, I don't see I don't see Russell – being the same Russell, being as good as Russell as I saw when he was with Seattle. He's just not that guy anymore. And with that offensive line starting to, you know, fall off a little bit and, and guys are getting hurt in the offensive line, um, he's going to be running around, you know, like a chicken with his head cut off. He has all the weapons in the world, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, uh, Cortland Sutton. He has all those guys that can play. Yeah. But they just don't – they just can't get the ball out consistently. And then with Melvin Gordon being um, the number one running back now and – I, I think he's good for a scat back, you know, being there every once in a while. I don't think he's one of those, you know, like he was when he was with the Chargers at every down, bang him in between the tackles. So I'm glad they went out and got um, Latavius Murray, but I'm still, you know, I'm still selling them, man. I, I don't believe in them. You know, I just don't believe in them. Yeah. And I don't know about the coach. I just, I don't know. Uh, it's too early to pronounce anything, but it, just, right. it seems to me like there's a lot of question marks floating around him. What do you think, Derek? Yeah, I, I've got to sell. I've got to sell on the Broncos. Um, you know, Russell Wilson still throws a mean fastball, but he's not throwing it accurately like he used to. Mm-hmm. You know, he's sailing passes over people, behind people, and that's the reason why they have struggled as much as they have. They have too many weapons. Even without Javante Williams, they still have too many weapons to be as lethargic as they've been so far on yes. offense. Right. Um, the defense is really good, but it's equated to them being an average team at best. So, you know, I can't put my money on average. I need to make, I need to make money, uh, some dividends off my money. So I've got, I've got to sell it. I've got to sell the Broncos. Okay. I, I'm selling them as well. All right. Last one in the AFC. I got to start with Barrett on this one because I know you had high expectations. <laughs> the Raiders, I, I, I will tell you, I don't think they're done yet, but where, where are you at with the Raiders back? Um, you know, I, I was going to sell. I was going to sell, but I thought about it. I can't go out like that. Um, I just think Derek Carr is just too talented not to be going to the best, one of the best receivers in the game. You know, mm-hmm. they've got to get back to throwing to Devontae Adams. They have to get back to that. I don't know why they veered away from it. He went two games with only throwing, you know, targeting him 13 times. What, what is that all about? Yeah. Almost 16 times. 
what is that all about? You know what I, I mean? Know. Then you go throw it to him 16 times in the first game, and he goes for 140 yards. I just don't understand it. So they can run the ball. That offensive line is is bad, but it's not that bad that they can't go out there and play hard. Um, defensively, they got to get it together. They got to rush the passer better. Chandler Jones, mm-hmm. they brought I me mean, uh, Chandler Jones. They brought you in for a reason. Max Crosby, I need more pressure out of those two. Um, but uh, they just got to show me more. But there's still enough there that I can't just jump all the way off the bandwagon. I got to stay on a little bit. So uh, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not selling them. I'm gonna go ahead and still buy them. They need Renfro back too. I know he oh, had the do. fumbles yes. in that in that Arizona game, but he is their third down guy. You need five, he gets you six. Uh, yep. So they need him back. Go ahead, Derek. Not a big Derek Carr fan. Never have been. Never will be. Um, he puts up in numbers at the end of a season, but they're meaningless numbers to me because there's nothing to show for it. Um, they have way too many weapons on both sides of the football to be as subpar as they are. Uh, and because of that, I don't even know if they're going to be a 500 team this year, to be honest. Ooh. I'm, looking at, I'm looking at a team that could be 7 and 10, 8 and 9 at the very best. I'm selling on the Raiders. Wow. All right. All right. Interesting. I'm I'm still buying them. I'm still I'm a cautious buyer. I'm not spending a lot, but I'm, I'm <laughs> maybe like a down payment. That, that's uh, that's where I'm at. All right. Let's jump over to the NFC. I'll start with this one. The Giants. Giants are three and one, guys. I, I did, again, from the from the, wow. from the department of I didn't think I'd be saying this uh, after four weeks. And I don't know how they're doing it, frankly, other than Saquon and some pretty good defense. I'm still trying to figure it out, but they are three and one. Are we buying or are we selling Derek Gunn? You get first crack. I knew you time. were going to come to me first. Uh, I'll take it. I'm, I'm selling. All right, go ahead. I'm sell- uh, here's why I'm selling. I, I think that their defense is, is solid, but it's not as good as it's played up so far. I think the quarterback is not good enough. And I think Saquon eventually is going to wear down because he's he's all teams really have to defense for. The, the defense, you know, it's just account for. They're, they're, Receivers stink. They don't really have a tight end. Um, and the receivers are even banged up on top of it. I, I think Dable's the right guy, but this is not, it's not there yet. So I'm selling. I'm selling too, because wow. I mean, the, the quarterback position just is just, it's too up in the air. They don't know what they want to run with Daniel Jones. They don't know if they want to run him uh, like a wildcat or they don't want to, they want to throw, throw the ball, you know, thinking he has, you know, somebody to throw to when he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You got Galladay out. Uh, Tony's out. I think Robinson's out um, also, isn't he? I think uh, he's out also. Yeah, I think he is. So, I mean, who is he going to throw to? He didn't have anybody to throw to. That also line, I tell you what, the tackles are, are, are playing okay. They're playing good enough. The interior three are getting crushed. But, you know, you got Saquon Barkley back there. And he just, he's like, he's he's become the equalizer for this team. Am mm-hmm. I buying? No. I'm I'm still I'm still gonna sell. I just don't trust they can sustain this throughout the season. You know, even though the Eagles did the last half of the season, I don't think that they can sustain this for the last half of the season. Okay, how about you, Derek? For a young team that's in a rebuilding mode, I think the Giants finally got it right in terms of strategic coaching positions with Dayball and Wink Martindale. Now it's just a matter of building the personnel that they want this team to be down the road. They have been a shocker in terms of getting off to a three and one start uh, right now, but because of Daniel Jones, um, I, he, I, he's a better runner than he is passer. Uh, I'm selling on the Giants right now. Okay, okay, we're all selling there on the uh, New York Football Giants. All right, let's move on. Let's stay in the division. Uh, I, I I am selling, 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 selling the Commanders. Uh, uh, where do you guys stand on that? 
I'm not even. I'm yeah. can't, I can't even discuss that. All right. They're, they're blue light special. They're blue. <laughs> you know, sell yeah. them as quick as you can. Sell them for pennies on the dollar. Get so, what you can and so, get out from so. under. There. Yes. You know, I'm selling everything. Matter of fact, I'm giving away the uniforms. I'm giving away the stadium. I'm giving away any and everything that's associated with that organization. Let me add an addendum to that. How soon until there is a quarterback change? What week? Ooh, Will there be a quarterback change? I think Heineke is just waiting in the wings. I say it's a couple more weeks before that happens. I'm going to go about week more. eight. Week yeah. eight. How about you, Barrett? Uh, I, you know what? I, 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 I would think this is the next game they're going to go to him. One more bad one. He's averaging yeah. two turnovers per game, by the way. He's got right. eight through four games. Bro, not it's not it's not him that's going to do it. I think the team is going to revolt. The team is going to be like, look, you, come on now. Are you, are you serious? Come on, man. I can't respect you as a head coach. You got us going out here with this. Come on, man. And, and yeah. I'm going to tell you, too, Heineke played all right, especially against us. Yeah, he did. Yes, so, he did. you know, he can he can play, man. So I, I see them going. Um, I don't think they go to Sam Howe, but I, I do think they go to Tyler Heineke and, uh, probably next week. Okay. Mm. Wow. One more game. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's no, move no, no. I mean, next week, like – I mean, uh, next week, like in – well, not next week, but this week. I'm talking like on Sunday. So there might be a game, an in-game change. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's jump over to the uh, the north here, and I'll start with uh, Derek's favorite team, the Minnesota <clears throat> Vikings. The Vikings. I'm, I'm selling this team as quick as I can just because it's the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, six touchdown passes, four interceptions already through four games. He looked like trash against the Eagles. He could do nothing before a veteran quarterback to not be able to counter what the what the Eagles were doing against him. It got worse instead of getting better. It tells me everything I needed to know, and I, I, I kept rubbing it in my brother's face about Kirk Cousins for years. It just, uh, you know, confirmed what I've always said about Kirk Cousins. Um, unless uh, Ed Donatel comes out of that zone scheme, uh, they should have lost the game this past Sunday. Yeah, that was an ugly, ugly win. Very so unimpressive. They should have lost that game. Yep. So I'm selling on the Vikings. They're out. Okay. Back. Oh, I'm, I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm, as soon as you want to say that, I think the offensive line is good enough to get um, uh, Dalvin Cook going again. And that offense, you know, they just need a couple more games to, you know, get everything going full speed under their belt. They still have a great receiving core. Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen. Uh, KJ Osborne, they can still make make it happen. Um, the defensive side of the ball, they're gonna have to change up a little bit. You know, you you, you can't continue to go out there and play zone the way they do. Um, I don't know what Ed Donatello is doing, you know, but he needs to change things up. But I, I do think they have enough talent with Jordan Hicks and Eric um, Kendricks and those mm-hmm. guys and Darius Smith that mm-hmm. they can they can have a pretty good defense. So uh, I'm I'm gonna buy. I'm going to buy. Okay. I mean, look, I think they can hang around too because I don't know if Green Bay is going to run away with it the way we thought. So they could certainly sneak into a playoff spot. I'll mm-hmm. cautiously buy. I don't love them. Uh, it's, uh, but I'll buy. I like, I, I'm buying more than I'm selling on them. I don't right, think they're right, as bad right, as they've right. I guess if that makes sense. Um, the Bears. And I, I'm I'm selling. I, I don't know what the plan is with Justin Fields. I don't know what they're trying to do with Justin Fields. I don't like it. Rip the Band-Aid off. Let him play a little bit. They're doing this conservative thing. They have a, still the decent defense, but they're not – this is not a good team in general. I'm, not I'm just selling. Justin Fields, the whole team. What are you doing? Yeah. How yeah. did you construct <laughs> this team? 
How yeah. did you let it get this bad? It wasn't that long ago when you had one of the more fearsome linebacking uh, quartets in the NFL. How did you let it deteriorate to this point? Roquan Smith doesn't even want to play for your team. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, I don't get it. So, yes, there's no question about it. I'm selling. Don't even – you know what? Even if you give them to me at a, a 90% discount, can't buy the Bears right now. Wow. Okay. I can't, I can't buy them either, man. I, you know, it's not fair what they're doing to Justin, man. I no. mean, you, 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 no. you're – you got him out there to gunfight with with knives, man. And, and, you know, it's just not – you're not giving this young man a fair opportunity. And now with Montgomery being out of the lineup, they're only going to get worse. You know, so, I mean, I, I can't buy that, man. I can't buy that at all. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm full sell there. Yeah. <laughs> Falcons. Falcons off to a, a pleasant start considering I thought they'd be, you know, in the conversation oh, for the worst teams. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Arthur Smith's done a pretty nice job with them so far, but they big loss Cordero Patterson, you know, their, their, their main cog in the running game is bad. Big loss there. But uh, you know what? I like, I like, I like, um, Tyler Alger. Al- 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 yeah. 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 Hey, BYU running back. Right. Good. Very, very good. You're going to see something out of him this week. You're going to be like, wow, where'd this guy come from? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A little Polynesian dude, man, can run physical used to be a former linebacker i like his running style he'll be able to protect in the back um 5 11 220 by the way he was a fifth yeah, round pick yeah. out of byu yeah. thick dude you know they got kyle's pitts you know what i mean i mean he's yep. one of if not one of the top five uh tight ends in the league uh you got drake london you know they drafted him last year in the first round um you know you look at defensively you know i, I like i like grady you know, Grady Jarrett is still one of the better um, defensive tackles in the league. Three and a half sacks. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, you look at it, um, you know, I like Casey Hayward, you know, really good corner. So, but, you know, when I look at it, I'm, I'm still selling. I'm selling. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't buy any of this. Like, Mariota's I said all numbers, that to say I'm selling. <laughs> yeah. Mariota's numbers are, eh. I mean, right. he's got three touchdowns, four interceptions, a 76.9 passer rate. I'm not really sure how they're doing this, you know, frankly. Right, right, uh, right. You know, their two wins are Seattle at Seattle and Cleveland, who I don't think are great teams, but I give them credit, but I don't think it keeps up. Uh, where are you at there? Yeah, I, I don't know how, but they, they lost the two games to the Saints and the Rams by a grand total of uh, five points, the first two games of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they bounced back. They beat Seattle on the road. You know, Seattle team that has shocked us all uh, being a 500 team and right there in the thick of the NFC West race and a Cleveland team as well. Um I can't put my money on Marcus Mariota with, with three touchdown passes and four picks. I'm still trying to figure out how they're two and two at this point. <laughs> you know, no, no, I'm sorry. I like Drake London, Kyle Pitts. I love watching him play one of the up and coming young tight ends in the game today. He is a monster. He's like a, a, a tight end playing. He's a, he should be a wide receiver. He's a wide yeah. receiver playing tight end. He's that athletic yeah. and he's got that second gear for a big man. So, uh, but I can't, I can't put my money on, on Atlanta. I expect them to spiral downward as the season goes on. I mean, their next their, look, their next games are Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Cincinnati. That's going to be a telling tale about what this team. There's no way they go two and one against those three teams. Absolutely no, no way. So, yeah. I and by the way, Kyle Pitt's birthday today. He's only 22 years old. Today. Oh my goodness! <laughs> it's unbelievable. 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 All right. So Saints stay in the South. Yeah, double doink. Uh, you know, go down on the uh, in the uh, London game this week, this past week. Um, Jameis has 
you know, has not looked good. Um, he's been banged up in his defense. He didn't start the game, obviously. It was uh, Andy Dalton. But they're one and three. Uh, they haven't won at home. Their turnover, the uh, plus minus differentials, minus 20 for a team. And they're in last place. They're tied with the uh, the Panthers at one and three. What are we thinking with the Saints here? I'm selling. I, I don't, even though their defense is really good, I don't, I'm, I don't like what I'm seeing here. I'm selling the Saints. I'm selling also. Um, I I think off I think you know Winston's out again, and you know I don't I don't like the um what's it the red bomber what they, what they call Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton red rifle red rifle yeah I don't I don't I don't like red rifle. Um, Thomas is out. Uh, their their starting left guard is out. I, I just don't see this team as a as a team that I, you can trust. Defensively, they can control the line of scrimmage. You know, their defensive line is good. Um, but other than that, you know what I mean? I mean, they, they're pretty good secondary. Pretty mm-hmm. good secondary. But you can't expect those guys to, you know, play that well and your offense just can't score points. They're anemic and selling points. Mm-hmm. You got to win by by scoring points, and they can't score points. Okay. So no matter how good, good the defense is, I just can't see them um, scoring enough points to win. How about you, Derek? I see this team's chances uh, improving much better with Andy Dalton under center than Jameis Winston. They had a good chance to win that game uh, against the Vikings. A fluke field goal cost them the chance to go to overtime and possibly win that game against Minnesota. Dalton played a good game against that Vikings defense, and we agree the Vikings have a pretty good defense. But Dalton played a good game against them. I'm torn between his two teams um, with this team. Jameis is going to come back at some point, but as we sit here right now, I'm I'm still buying this team because Andy Dalton's quarterback in this team. I don't think Andy Dalton is that great quarterback, but Andy Dalton can sling it. He gets in these rhythms sometimes, and he gets in these grooves where all of a sudden, man, he's he he's throwing the football like he's a Pro Bowl quarterback again. Yep. And mm-hmm. so with him on the center, the Saints are not that far off from turning this thing around. Now that. The coaching staff down there can mess it all up if they bring Jameis Winston back in there, but I'm letting Andy Dalton run until further notice. I'm still buying. I'm still buying the Saints a little bit. I think okay. they can sneak in the back door of the playoffs. When you consider how mediocre the NFC is, they could be one of those teams that sneak in the back door. You know, Kamara's out too, right? Uh, they think he can, no, they think he can play this week. Yeah, they think he can play back. this week. Yeah. They think yeah. he can play this week. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that could be a game changer for them. You know, yeah, for sure. Is. Yep. All right, let's uh let's hit two here uh in the West. Let's start with Seattle. Seattle, another surprisingly, you know, good surprise type team. Two and two on the season. Geno Smith uh, got the NFC offensive uh player of the week. He's off to a really good start, surprisingly. He's um he's got six touchdowns to two interceptions, a one oh eight passer rating. He's completing seventy seven percent of his passes for over a thousand yards. And Rashad Penny is a beast. 292 yards, six yards per carry. He's got a couple of touchdowns, uh, you know, and kind of the usual suspects, Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf. Did you see – you saw Metcalf get uh, carted off uh, on yeah. Sunday? Yep. Did you guys see yep. see why he got carted off? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He had he, to go take a dump. He had the runs. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. He didn't want to do the, uh, the, the duck walk, I think is what he called it, trying to run to the locker room, so they oh, carted him off. Oh, man. Yes, thank you. are welcome for that little little ad. Right <laughs> you, know, hey, you know it's bad if you got to be carted off for that. Yes, you know it's yeah. bad. Yeah. So you, you could clinch, you know. So hey, like, hey we've uh, all we've, we've all had emergencies, man. It yeah. happens. 
Which um, probably, probably blew out his game pants. I'm like, hey, you know, trainers are like, hey, I ain't touching this. Yeah, I, I don't get I'm paid sure for that. This. Nobody wanted to get back on that cart anytime soon. <laughs> oh man. So what are we thinking here with the uh, with the? I'm selling this. I'm not buying this. Uh, I'm I'm, sell, I'm I'm selling it also. I, I I'm not going. I mean, even though I like the way the offensive line is playing, you know. Yep. Uh, their left tackle, um, rookie Cross is mm-hmm. playing all right. He's playing respectable. Um, and their right tackle is a rookie also. Um, uh, third rounder Lucas, he's playing respectable. I just don't think they can sustain it. You know, Rashad Penny's playing well, but I don't see him. Um, I don't see him really you know making a, a, a huge difference uh they went out and got um kenneth walker from oklahoma remember we had him at our camp oh, yeah 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 he's their second team back right now but i mean i look at them defensively i just don't think they have enough defensively uh they played well when we watched them play against play against um uh denver but i think it was fool's gold you know against denver denver just sucks also so okay okay how about you Derek? um they're the second worst defense in the league, and they, uh, the second worst in points allowed. But they're a fun team to watch. Yeah, and they are. See, when I look at Seattle, to me, I've invested my money well in other teams. So if I take a hit on a team, I'm still coming out ahead. So Seattle's that team that I got a few extra bucks to invest in. I'm going to invest in <laughs> Seattle. I, I, just, I just, it's something about this team. I don't know what it is, but it's an interesting team to watch. They just sneak up and, and do things. You're like, wait a minute. They won this game? Mm. Now, granted, they put up 48 points on Detroit's defense, and Detroit's defense is basically a sieve, okay? Yes. Let's call it what it is. That defense still has a long way to go. Um, but they gave the Broncos – they beat the Broncos in the season opener. 49ers, 49ers crushed them. Yep. Uh, they lost to the Falcons by only four points, and they put up 48 on the Lions. They have yeah. a favorable schedule. So I think they're going to be a team that's up and down all season. So I'm still in on Seattle just as a team to watch as a fun team. All right. I'm out, but okay. I got you. All right. Uh, yeah. Last yeah. one, the Cardinals. Team the Eagles are playing. Two and two. Um, you know, offensive numbers aren't great. I mentioned this this stat to you guys earlier uh, that, that Jeff Kerr had. Jeff Kerr, who, who does a great job with Good Morning NFC East uh, on, the, on the Jacob channel at 7 a.m. I was on with him this morning. And I didn't realize this, but – they they have only led for 13 plays this season and are averaging wow. four points in the first half. Wow. <laughs> Got to be more careful. Jump on wow. them early, man. You know, yeah. it, it's it appears to be there. Eagles come out and just, you know, get on them early. Wow. So, um, I am let me put it this way. When I say sell, I don't think they're falling off the map, but do I think that they're a real team in the long run? I don't think they're a real team in the long run. Me neither. Me neither. I don't think that they sustain. They can sustain it throughout the, the entire season. Yeah. Um. Defensively, I just don't like what they. Even though I, I mean, I I, I love you know, Vance Joseph. That's my dog. Me and him are close. I just you know I, I just can't see them really doing anything substantially throughout the rest of the season. Now they do have you know guys that can rush the passer. You know Marcus Golden. Even though he hasn't done anything, um, he's done it before. T.J. Watt. I mean, uh, J.J. Watt. He's done it before. Um, Isaiah Simmons, I think that's going to be where the matchup is between um, Jalen Hurts is going to be. He's, it's going to be with him and, and his ability to run with Jalen Hurts. You know, Simmons, they, they're probably going to use him as the, you know, guy that's going to spy Jalen Hurts. But uh, other than that, man, it's, it's you mess with fool's gold there. You know, Bubba Baker, I mean, uh, Buda Baker. Yeah, Buda. 
I think he's lost a step now. Okay. Okay. How about you, Derek? They can't block. They can't run the football. Their entire offense is Kyler Murray. They can't. They can't rush the quarterback. And JJ JJ Waters is is uh, one step away from an oxygen tent. This dude, dumb. he's about going in the AFib. Oh, you know, God. you still out there trying to play? Um, I'm sorry, but you know the Cardinals. The Cardinals have too many deficiencies for me. And that stat you brought up, they're averaging four points a game in the first half. Right. In in an offensive minded game that we watch. No, I can't. I can't spend my money on the Cardinals right now. Plus, Cliff Kingsbury is still the head coach. Uh, uh-uh, uh, I'm out on the Cardinals. Okay, all right. Well, we we just ran through the entire league with you know with teams that were kind of on the border, or whether we think they're going to make a run or kind of fall off, whatever the case may be. So, there's uh, one team you left out. I'm surprised you left them out. Who did I leave out? The Bengals. I thought we talked. Did we didn't talk about them? All right, Bengals. No. I'm buying. Buying. I just wanted to see what you guys would say. I'm definitely buying. No, I'm it's definitely too early buying. to give up. But they're following the same pattern they did last year. They started right. two and two last year. Uh, they're going to get it right. You know, you got to protect the quarterback better. 15 sacks in four games is ridiculous. Uh, but mm-hmm. they got the weapons, man. They've got the weapons. They've got the defense. They just have to put it together. And Cincinnati's going to be right there being talked about at the end of being a playoff team. Yep. Big Sunday yep. night game with them and the Ravens for Woo! sure. All right, quick timeout. Come back. We will uh, do a little open talk, mix in some Eagles, some Sixers. Uh, Draymond Green at it again. LeBron wants to be an owner. Cool moment in baseball. I got two really good on this days for you guys birthdays and movies all <laughs> coming. All coming. Don't go anywhere. DK was eating White Castle, Barrett. Oh, you knew it. You knew it was coming. You knew it was coming. Oh my God. All right. Derek, Barrett, Rob, we are Sports Take. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> fans on earth it's a bold statement but would you expect anything less from philadelphia 58 years of heartache creates a toughness a grit a resolve not found in most sure our prayers were answered but now that we've had a taste we're looking for more pondly hockey official partner of the philadelphia eagles
the faces you know, the team you trust. The Delaware Valley's leading news program, Action News. Go for the beers, go for the cheers, go for the hit and the hits, go for the scene, go for the screens, go for the gallery, go for the win, go to Ocean. YouTube Network. Uh, reminder, tomorrow we'll have Michael Barkan from NBC Sports Philadelphia and Jose Romero, who covers the Arizona Cardinals for the, uh, for, for the Arizona uh, Republic. He will be joining us tomorrow as well. So we'll have uh, all the ground covered. If you're just tuning in, the Eagles are at practice today. Really, the only ones not doing anything are Mylotta and Elliot. Others are doing some side stuff. Others are just kind of working their way back in. You know, there's always the limited designation on there. And again, a lot of these could come down to game time. We just don't know right now. Some of that is they're 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 trying to get back up to speed health wise. Some of it is you you know you don't want to let you don't want to show your hand too much for the Eagles. So that's kind of where we're at right now from an Eagles perspective. Sixers played last night, guys. Uh, as we mentioned a little bit earlier, they uh, they won a close one. Watched a good amount of it, especially early. And Tyrese Maxey just continues to shine. Twenty one points, nine of eleven shooting in fifteen minutes. Um, yeah, he's been amazing. You know the other the other big thing. Through two games, he's five of seven from three. Mm. He's hitting his threes. Yeah. Mm. If that dude's hitting his threes with his ability to get to the rack and finish, it's gonna be it's trouble. Over. It's a done yeah. deal then. Yeah. 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 That'll be the that'll be the piece that we need. That's yes. the piece that we haven't had. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right, we got the we got the the, the the all out, you know, undisputed guy in the middle. We have uh we got some guys out there now that play defense and bring that that edge to the game. Three-point shooter and a facilitator that can score also. I mean, it looks to me like a, a small championship. I like it. I like it. I like it a lot. All right. So that's uh, – they and then they had all the starters out there. They, they looked like they were kind of working well together. And, you know, Joel first time on the floor with with Harden in the preseason and with Tucker and Harris and, and Maxie, of course, played in Brooklyn as well. All right. So that was the Sixers last night. Draymond Green and Jordan Poole got into an altercation to the point where Draymond punched him. Uh, Poole wasn't that banged up. He was able to finish practice. There's a lot of stuff floating around. Some saying that Jordan Poole, who's on the cusp of getting like a monster deal, is kind of feeling himself a little bit. And Draymond felt like he had to set him straight. Draymond seems to always be involved in these kind of things. Who knows what's what? Okay, but... We talk about those enforcers in the NBL. That's Draymond Green. Draymond Green is that <laughs> his guy. Own team. Right. You know, his own, yeah, he don't care. You, you, when you watch a, a Golden State game, he's always in the middle of something. Yes. Always. He's always stirring up something, keeps his mouth running. He doesn't care. He's that guy. That's his yeah. role in the NBA. And he's made a lot of money being that villain type player. Yeah. No shit. I'm not care. surprised. No. Mm-hmm. No shit. If, if, if it's true that, that Jordan Poole's starting to step, feel himself a little bit, hey, 
you know what? You still got to know your role. I don't care if you make more money than me or not. You got to know your role right now. Absolutely. Yeah, you know? Absolutely. Great Absolutely. point. Yeah, great point. I agree with you. Uh, LeBron said after their preseason game last night that he wants to own a, a team if they expand to Vegas, which most people think they will. The NHL's had a lot of success there. The Raiders are there now. Um, and then people think the next step is going to be an NBA team in Las Vegas. He certainly is setting himself up to have the kind of bread to be able to do it. That's for sure. And everybody you know, always thought that that was going to be LeBron's next move is to get into NBA ownership. But he claims he wants it to be Vegas if he's if you know if he's able to do it. Damn, you just got that much cheese, that much bread. Say, I, yep. I want to go to Vegas. You know, I want yeah. I want a team in Vegas. You, you, yep. you look you look at the Mario Lemieux did it with the Penguins. Aaron Rodgers done it with the Bucks. Yeah. This is happening more and more. Um, what's his name? Dwayne Wade. Doesn't he own a piece of Utah? Yeah, the uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes owns a piece of the Patrick Royals. Mahomes? I mean, uh, Patrick Mahomes is what twenty five years old. He owns a piece Crazy. of a pro baseball team. Crazy already, man. man. Yep. Yeah, well, that's, Jordan, that's I mean, LeBron already owns a piece of uh, one of those uh, soccer teams. He does. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, look, look, look at the money LeBron's making on commercials alone. Every time you turn around, he's on somebody's commercial, man. Mm -hmm. And think about the money he's already made in the NBA. Yeah, yeah. He don't know. He, you know, he's got he's got what you call disposable cash. Yes, he does. Disposable <laughs> he's income, that, baby. Oh, he got that gunner money. He's yeah, he got that. What? <laughs> you know what? I thought he got that past you, man. I, I thought that one got got through the goalie. He, no, he, no, he's, man, because this cold chill went down my spine. I woke up. And, okay. Gunner money. Yeah, he got he didn't a little bit. Oh man, gonna got a gonna got a pipe dream. That's it. <laughs> this was really cool last night. Steven Vogt, you guys may not know who he is, but he's a catcher for the A's. He's bounced around. He's yeah. been in the league for like 10 years. He's retiring, right? And, and yesterday was his last game. So they let his his three children, I think it was two boys and a girl, announce him stepping to the plate for the first time. Yeah, oh, it was wow. pretty cool. Number 21, cool. our dad, uh, you know, Steven Vogt, that he came up. And they're, they're like, you know, five, six, seven years old, whatever. That's what's kid. Up, that's man. cool. That's it cool, was really man. cool, right? Yeah, so he ends up, it was a later at bat, he hit a home run in the game. And it was, he, you know, as he's running, he pointed up to where the you know the kids were in the press box. Awesome. You know, yeah, just, that's just a, a great moment. Man. Really, really sweet stuff. Yeah. Very and cool. the thing they kept it out on TV, him and the kids will sit back and, and talk about this for years to come. Yep. Yep. Yeah, yep. that's what that's kind of stuff that makes sports great, right? Those kind of moments. Um, all right, two on this dates, which I know you guys will love. All right. First one, this this was the first time, mind you, but on this day in 1993, Michael Jordan retired. Wow. wow. Okay. Wow, for the first time. Wow. That's when he decided to Officially. go to Birmingham and bought the team, uh, the Birmingham. Uh, baseball team, a brand new bus, and all this stuff. Man, thought he could play baseball. He, he got over that real quick. Uh, Terry Francona was his manager for that. That's team. Right. That's right. Um, yeah. So he he stepped away, and then he ended up coming back. We all know, and then he and then he retired again, and then finished with the Wizards, which should have never happened. But right. You know, anyway, uh, so that was the first one. This one's very cool. On this date in 2010, Roy Halladay throws a no hitter in the playoffs against the mm. Reds. That is money. You throw money, a money. no no in the playoffs, man. That is. Mm. Crazy, what that's it? a bad assery right there, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah, you're right, bro. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, that was cool. That was fun. wow, and, and a great play by Chooch to get that final out too on a little dribbler. It was a really nice play. Um, all right, so let's do a little birthdays, fellas, as we're running up against it a little bit. We have Elizabeth Shue, yep. of uh, a lot of she's done a lot of stuff, but Karate Kid was kind of her first big one, I think. Uh, yeah, I like her, I like her best in that movie, Hollow Man. Remember that movie? She's good in that, and Leaving Las yeah. Vegas, she's great too. Yep, if yep. you ever saw that, she's very yep. good in that. Uh, 59 years old. LeBron's son, Bronny, is 18 today. 
oh, Bronny wow. James. Tony Dungy is 67 years old. Yep. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, who we just saw, is 23 years old. Bruno San Martino, the old great wrestler, is was born this day in 1935. Wow. Mentioned Kyle Pitts is 22. Bryson Stott's birthday, Philly shortstop. Happy okay. birthday to Bryson. Okay. You got any other ones, Gunner? That's about all I had. Birthday I got a wise. bunch of them. Uh, what's his name? Les Moons, who's the CEO Moonvest. of Moonvest, who's a yeah. former CEO of CBS. Yep. Uh, we also got uh, Jeremy Sisto, who was on the uh, Law and Order and HBO series Six Feet Under. Yep, good actor. Uh, here's one. Jerry Heller. Jerry Heller was a manager, the one who's discovered NWA. Yeah. Oh, Jerry oh God, Heller, Jerry Heller. Yeah, yeah, they all stood yeah. him except for Easy. Now yeah, here, this Ice Cube dude was, went after him hard. Oh man, this dude was huge in the sixties and seventies. When you talk about a music manager, you're talking about managers who have like one genre of type of uh, entertainers they go after. Yep. This dude managed Marvin Gaye, Crosby, Stills and Nash, oh, Ike and Tina Turner, Creedence Clearwater Revival, Otis Redding, Black Sabbath, the Black Eyed Peas, and he discovered Bone Thugs and Harmony. Wow, I had no idea. He look at the diversity it. there, man. Track wow. Jeez, man. And unfortunately, he died in 2016. Okay. Wow. That's a right, good yeah. one. Uh, uh, let's see. Do I have another one here? Uh, where's the other one? Britt Eklund, um, the man with the golden gun. I think she was the first one of the first original Bond girls. Um, and then uh, what's his name? Lone Grunfeld. Uh, Grunt, Grunt, Grunf? Yeah. Lone, Lone, Lone Grunf. He's the one yeah. that played uh, Fantastic, Four, uh, Fantastic Four, the original. He was uh, – the, the 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 lead dude, the stretch dude, I can't think of his yep. name right oh, now. Wow, wow. Okay. Uh okay. he was in Black Hawks Down. He was in uh Horrible Titanic. Bosses. Titan, he was oh, in San, in San Andreas. Okay. Yeah, so he's okay. been in a lot of stuff. So I just All have right. those. We gotta fly here. Movies. No. Blade, Blade, no. Blade Runner for 2049 came out in 17. What? Meet the parents in 2000. The departed in 2006. Right, if you got any gunner, get him in. Texas. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, 2006. The Assassins, 95, Sylvester Stallone, Banderas, Julianne Moore, Get Carter, uh, Meet the Parents, American Pie, Taxi, Footloose, the remake from 1994 with Julianne Huff, Dennis Quaid, and Andy McDowell. (gasps) All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, For Derek, for Barrett, I am Rob. I want to thank Xander, producer of the program, all of you in the chat room, all of you streaming, all of you viewing. We appreciate you. National Football Show up next. With Dan Cilla, we will see you guys same time tomorrow. Sports take. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles.